0: This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site, they're completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Lots to talk about tonight. Your calls are the primary element uh, in coming up. We get a chance, since Julia is with us tonight From the Times of India, the top ten tips to woo your lady love. And we'll see, (laughs) since we actually have a lady on the show, what she thinks of these top ten tips. So we'll get to that. First, Times of India.
1: Yes. This should be really amusing.
0: First, we go to Dave in Nevada. You're on Free Talk Live. Dave.
2: Hey, how you guys doing?
0: Hey, Dave. What's on your mind tonight?
2: Uh, First, I want to say Mark cool shirt. I have
0: the same one. Vader in 08? (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's right, baby.
0: Darth Vader over the dark side.
2: Yep. Well um, I I I think we got it. He won. Well, I was gonna say
0: we might be better <laughs> off, but if Vader actually won.
2: <laughs> but uh, anyway, the real reason I'm calling is I uh last night on my way home from work, I think I probably met the only good cop ever in the history of the US.
1: Really? Well, geez, that's um, a hell of a statement. I'm sure there's plenty of them, but go ahead. Tell us how good okay. this cop was.
2: Well well, I ride a motorcycle and um I uh was coming home from work and I live up in the northwest end of Vegas so there really isn't much traffic any time of the day. So I usually cruise about eighty miles an hour. And so I'm coming uh I'm coming home and uh on the freeway and I see I'm doing about eighty and I see uh a motorcycle cop coming uh like on an entrance ramp and he's he's gonna be entering the freeway. So I think, Oh man, I better better slow down, I don't wanna get a ticket. So um so I slow down to you know sixty five and I'm just kinda hanging out there and I'm next to some cars and I look in my mirror view mirror and my side mirror and I see him kinda come in and he comes up behind me and Uh-oh. I look in my mirror and he's he's right on me. Mm-hmm. And you know the boo boo lights me up and so I pull over and I'm thinking, Oh because I just moved from out of state, so I have out of state place. I'm thinking, Oh, that's what he's gonna get me for. So he comes up to me and, and uh, he says, Hey you know, uh, um, you know, I notice you're riding smart, but I just wanted to let you know that, um, those of us motor, uh, motorcycle cops, we don't care how fast you go. Don't hang around these cars because the people that drive here are idiots. Just go past them. I don't care if you have to go 90. I don't have care if you have to go 120. I don't care. <laughs> He's like, wow. I've never, he says, I've never given a citation to anyone on a bike before. And most of the cops in Vegas don't, uh, on, on motorcycles. That's and pretty that amazing. It. Yeah, I was I was pretty stunned, so um I just thought. So wait wow, only
0: wait, 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 hold on. Most of the motorcycle cops won't give you a ticket if you're on a motorcycle or if uh or most of the cops period won't give you a ticket.
2: Oh no, I'm sorry. Most of the cops on motorcycles usually will will not give a ticket to another person riding a motorcycle. Right. Unless you do something, like, really stupid. Unless
0: you're being drastically unsafe or something like that. Gotcha.
2: Right. But for the most part, if they could, I mean, you could tell when someone's riding safe and when someone isn't riding safe. So um, I have, have know, to say it's yeah. an
0: unexpected courtesy, though. Uh, you know, it's I'd, not always appreciated when the cops pull you over to tell you things. Motorcyclists
1: like, do, have the, uh, the, 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 do have this sort of camaraderie, just like this. some vehicles uh, seem to, uh, you know, uh, have this. I, I know that uh, when I have a, had a 76 Eldorado convertible, we wa- I waved at anybody who had a vintage uh-huh. car, and they waved back. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> you know, same with, I believe, Jeep owners have this thing, and I'm likely old VWs. I'm not sure. But they have that kind of thing going. And and that's that's cool. And I've heard people say that uh, essentially they'll let motorcycles do what they want because those guys are taking their lives in their own hands anyway, just being on them. Hmm. But I don't know. It's scary. It would (laughs) just because he said it doesn't make
0: it true. No, that's true. But it's certainly an unusual experience, and I think one worthy of uh, a tale, worthy of telling. So very interesting. Any other thoughts for us tonight?
2: Yeah, real quick. uh, I was listening to the podcast. I usually listen to the podcast. You guys were talking about uh, the whole uh, downfall of the. uh, the car companies here in the u s
3: yes. and
2: two interesting and you guys were talking about uh you know electric cars um there's two actually really interesting electric cars coming out of california mm-hmm. um and uh the interesting thing is they're three wheels instead of four wheel
0: so these are not so the Tesla they, then not the Tesla Motors cars
2: it's not the Tesla, no, it's not the Tesla it's not any of the major ones that people have been seeing one's made by Terra, the other one's made by Zap.
0: Oh yeah alias. we saw that zap uh zap car wasn't a, didn't we uh, look at that mark and kind of determine it was questionable as far as whether it would actually uh come into existence um I've the zap heard, cars?
1: I've heard the uh the claims on the zap car might be somewhat overblown and uh yeah uh, like it'll have trouble going
0: up a hill or something like that <laughs> that kind of thing
2: well that makes a bunch of like little like underpowered kind of get around town vehicles that mm-hmm. do like forty yeah
0: um
2: this this new one's called the alias and it Expect to do 100, and they had video on their website. And I, t- I actually called them and talked to them. And the other company that makes one is called Aptera, and theirs is actually really cool because it has um, solar panels on the roof that powers all the interior gauges and stuff.
3: Yeah, hmm. the,
2: like, you know, the reason I like what they're doing is because you know I talk to them. I said, "Well, what you, what, what's with the three wheels?" And they said, "Well, we get, a lot of, get around a lot of government regulation." Because it's oh, really? technically considered a motorcycle yep. instead of a car. That uh-huh. much is that
1: much is true, but I would like Sharp. to point out that uh, you know my town has hills, and uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I I don't think that car would go up my driveway. The the, the original
2: one.
3: <laughs> I
1: don't know the about original the ones.
2: ones. The new ones are spec to do 100 miles an hour. Um, you know. Yeah, they, but what about the three? That's wheels? what they claim. Um um um, they're supposed to come out later this year, and of course the uh, yeah, pair will only be available in California um but uh, at, at first but I'm I'm waiting I'll probably wait a year until I seriously consider buying one but considering the tesla is like 80 grand you know these things are around twenty five
0: to thirty five thousand dollars. So yeah, hey, a viable great. option. More competition in the marketplace, and there I'm are certainly it. plenty of people whose primary mode of driving is just uh, putzing around a city. So for somebody like that, a car like that would, would probably be perfect. Right. We, my, um, you know, my family,
1: we have two cars. One is one is the real car, and the other one is my car. Yeah. And uh, you know, I I just really just drive into town and back out.
0: Yeah, I'd keep one uh, – you know, you can keep a gas car around if you ever need to go on a trip or something like that to where the the electric car would not necessarily be feasible because you basically uh, – do you have to have a, some sort of special charging station or can you just plug these thing in, uh, things into any outlet?
2: You just plug it right into the wall. Um, I think both of them have a fast charger that will charge it really quick or you can uh, just – if you plug it in just regularly it, to do a full charge, I think it would probably take all night, probably eight hours, but – Right, and have how many miles of,
0: do you get out of uh, full charge?
2: It depends on how you drive, but usually, uh, they say average about 100 miles per charge.
0: Not bad. That's enough. That's enough. not bad at all. That's enough know, for people most, to go to to and from work in most cases and get some errands done uh, yeah, around exactly. town. Yeah,
2: that's, that's, exactly. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking of selling my motorcycle and getting one of these.
1: I'm thinking about you know, uh, that the, the nights that I forget to charge my cell phone and uh, what the next day is like. Oh, boy. And how much worse it would be if, uh, hey, I can't come into work. My car's not charged.
2: Yeah, but Mark, I mean, a car's a lot bigger than a cell phone. Just It'd saying. be a lot easier to, or a lot harder to forget to charge that.
1: You sure don't want to forget.
2: Well, yeah, there are ways so, to but,
1: solve that. That's yeah, a problem but, with you. It's, it's, well, it, but it, think about it for a second. You got the groceries in, the kids screaming. Uh, you've you've got the kid under one arm, two bags of groceries under the yeah. other. You think I'll I'll just take care of it when I get back in? The rain starts. Um, the car doesn't get plugged in. Wham! You're screwed the next day. Just just pointing it out.
2: It, it's it's a possibility. Legitimate it's a concern. Yeah, if that ever happened then you you would never do that
0: again. So. Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, very yeah, good. So. Uh excellent. I, I appreciate you bringing that up tonight, and David, thank you for the call. Good hearing from you. At 800-259-9231. I think it's great. I think the idea of uh an electric car is a time, you know, something that's time has come. Uh the the recharging is something they're going to have to to deal with because I mean, if you want to take something like this on a long-distance trip, it's just not going to be an option uh, because, you know, if you're going to stop off right. at a hotel or something Every like that, miles you stop, can't where it. are you going to plug in at the hotel? Well, like, likely the hotel might even have a
1: plug for you. But They so, might on the outside of the but building you're not somewhere. Tra- that, but in, you, if, you know, you're traveling at least 300 miles in a day, probably more than that. You know, um, yeah. we got up here in two days. That was 700 miles a day, right? Um, <laughs> if not more. That's if a road trip is a hundred miles, but you'd rent the car. You'd rent a a real uh, gasoline um, car for that. But what I have a, I guess, a problem with that. You know, it'll be nice when electric cars are there to where you can
0: take them on a road trip. Twenty
1: five thousand dollars is pretty commensurate with a new car. However, Mm -hmm. I've never purchased a new car. Never in my life have I bought one. To me, a car should cost you know five thousand dollars. Right. So you know, when are they going to get down down to my level?
0: And what are the batteries going to be like once they do? 1-800-259-9231, 1-800-259-9231, I mean, that's the question. Do you want to be an early adopter, or do you want to wait till you actually get some really good models down the line, several generations down the line? More coming up. You bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free lines 1-800-259-9231, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, And by the way, the features include the bulletin board system, over 450,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about from serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. Join more than half
1: a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You can incorporate a business there, create a will or living trust, even register a trademark. Empowering you, protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save $10 off your order. LegalZoom.com.
0: All right, so uh, there's a bit of an update on the story we covered yesterday. Of course, the big news is the, the, I guess, the alleged bombers, the planned bombers out in New York, the New York area, where four men have been busted uh, in a terror sting for essentially carrying out what they thought was a bomb plot. The uh, the FBI apparently provided them with what were looked like bombs but were actually fake, uh completely inert, not us. dangerous. And then they apparently managed to get these guys to go and plant these bombs. Now, yesterday we we were speculating as to, well, would these guys have gone and done these things had the FBI not set them up kind of in the way that would make it easy for them to do? Uh that's a good question. Another question of course is, would they have done these things Had the U.S. military not been bombing Afghanistan and other Middle Eastern countries because one of the the leader of the the men that were busted essentially uh, had expressed in the past anger at the U.S. military for doing what they've done in Afghanistan. And so it's kind of the blowback thing that uh, Ron Paul talked about during the 2008 campaign and we've been talking about for years on this show – that's certainly a factor
1: as well. Sure. I mean it's it's obvious that you know people's actions result in other people doing other things, you know, each action has a um equal and opposite reaction. Yes. We wouldn't be in Afghanistan or Iraq if it hadn't been for the 9/11 bo- um you know bombings. So well, I've never been there, but when you say we you mean the US government. That's what I mean. And no one would dispute that. However, I'm sure that the uh, the warmongers would dispute all of these things that
0: you've brought up. Go ahead. Well, here's one of the other things you can't dispute. This news just coming out from the New York Post. That one of the other bombers, Onto Williams, a 32-year-old, uh, the nephew of Richard Williams, Richard said that his nephew fell under the sway of dangerously radical Islamo fascists while serving time in prison on drug charges. And that he became brainwashed after his mother died and ex-wife fought him for custody of their child. So basically pointing out, as he says earlier in the article, he wasn't born a Muslim. He's an institutional Muslim, meaning he found his sect of uh, Muslimness while he was in jail for drug charges. So, again, we need to go back to the root of the problem here. Why did these men decide to do the things that they had decided to do? Why did they decide to get violent? The short answer is government. The short answer is the government's intrusion in our lives. Whether it, whether it's our lives from a drug war perspective, as we've talked about so many times on this show, how the insane war on drugs just ruins people's lives. And eventually, it's going to push people like these guys over the edge. You get put in a jail cell for having a plant or having some other some chemical uh, on your person, and you sit in there for 5, 10, 15 years. You meet a lot of interesting characters that you otherwise never would have met. You could even meet some very dangerous people that could talk you into doing uh, more dangerous things when you get out. That's kind of something that people, I think, inherently know about jails, but yet they still believe that there's some sort of rehabilitation that goes on there.
4: I don't know if – I feel like most people that I talk to, it's more of a – sort of comes from a revenge. Well, they're getting the punishment they deserve Mm. as more of that than rehabilitation. I think most people know that jails do not rehabilitate people
0: whatsoever. Well, I think that's sad then. If if that's true, and I think you might be right about it, I think it's sad that – you know, these people just want to lock these guys in a cage and uh, see, you've been bad boys. And it's and like that, time that's out. out. Yeah. Time from, out from your life. Significant
1: I, time. Out. I'm, I have no problem with criminals being uh, punished uh, for criminal behavior. And the reason Except that we're talking about drugs here. Right. Well, that's what you're, you're talking about drugs. But yeah. what you were saying is you think it's sad. And, and you know, she was talking about wh- whether or not prison rehabilitates mm-hmm. people. I have no problem with criminals being locked in a cage. Um, what I have a problem with is stupid behavior. And one of the stupid behaviors is locking pe- bad people in a bad
0: place for and treating them badly and expecting them to get out and be good. That's silly. Absolutely. So, wouldn't you say that uh, a focus, uh, a better focus on rehabilitation, would be more important than just locking someone in a cage? Like you're just saying you understand the, the mentality of locking someone up, right? I do understand it. Yeah. Because uh, ideally, you would want those folks to be walking out of there with a new lease on life and feeling good uh, about their future. Which how often does that happen? Um, and I guess you some, feel good because you're getting out. I mean, uh, but. I managed
1: to walk out without uh, going back, but you did. I did you know I don't know that uh, I don't I, you know the, the fact is when it comes to youthful offenders, the recidivism rate is significantly lower. that's where I spent most of my time. I certainly did spend some time with some adults. They say I've heard numbers, I just don't believe them eighty five percent recidivism rates I'm sure that if that's true, that's true among you know adults who've already been in the system or something like that
0: one eight hundred two five nine that is the number here if you'd like to comment on this or anything at all. In fact, the uncle of, uh, of Mr. Williams, Richard Williams, the uncle, has himself served 10 years on a drug charge, so very familiar with prison converts to Islam. And so there you have it. I mean, it's uh, it's all over the place. The government has created these men. They they uh, the government, essentially their actions created the anger inside these men that led them to the the radical steps they're willing to take. You're taking a disempowering stance. Those men created themselves.
1: However, People are closer to the edge. Um, Some people are closer to the edge than others. Everyone would agree that. Uh, Everyone would agree that I've been closer, you know, people, they they themselves have been closer to the edge sometimes than other times, and they certainly The edge of
0: anger, the edge of
1: violence. Yeah, the edge of doing something crazy and getting themselves in big trouble. Um, And they've been closer to that edge than they have at other times, and those same people would realize that, well, some people are closer to that same edge than others, and... You know, I, those people are going to react in different manners.
0: You know, you're right. I, I shouldn't have been uh, using the disempowering phraseology for somebody like uh, yourself or or me going into a jail cell at this point in our lives. Uh, coming from a, a more positive perspective, uh, it would be a different scene for us it would be a different scenario for us than it would for somebody who was say 18 years old angry at the world uh gets busted for uh, marijuana or cocaine possession or something like that and then proceeds to get angrier and angrier while well, you're right that uh, it's their choice at that time in most people's lives people don't feel like they have a choice and they are much more subject i think to their uh to their emotional whims uh to you know to their testosterone uh urges or whatever I agree and uh, so you're right. While the government didn't create it, they, they did. They, they were there. Create, they were a factor. Right. They didn't create their mindset. So they didn't create how they responded to what the government did. But they were the number one factor in in why the terror strikes, uh, the, the why this alleged terror plot even came about. From so many different so many different angles now. Well, I don't know about number one factor, but they are a factor. Number one factor in that they uh, bombed Afghanistan. That's what one of the leaders of the group was uh, pissed off about, one of the things he was ticked about. Uh, and the other thing that uh, one of at least one, maybe more than one, spent time in jail. That's where they found the, you know, the so-called right. radical version of their religion and moved on from there to become ever more dangerous as a result of that. So if there were no war on drugs, and there were no war as far as going around the world, blowing people up, killing things, it's likely these men probably never would have met, and the, the events that transpired never would have transpired. 1-800-259-9231. It's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind, and this is Free Talk Live.
5: com is a community for self-learners. At Alakees. You'll find tools to help you connect with people learning the same things you're learning, tutor other community members, and to make contacts that can help you find jobs. You can also earn money by sharing your know-how with others and contributing quality content. Visit Alekese at a-l-e-k-e-s-e dot com. Again, that's a-l-e-k-e-s-e dot com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind, toll-free, 800-259-9231. It's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, and joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, click, download, they're yours at freetalklive.com. Right there on the front page of the website, we go back for an entire year of Free Talk Live. FreeTalkLive.com and Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever and wherever you want, just like a podcast. Audible has over 60,000 titles to choose from. Every genre, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up today. Go to AudiblePodcast.com slash FTL for your free audiobook. That's AudiblePodcast.com slash FTL. We continue with your phone calls. And we'll talk to Chris listening in Texas. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: Hey guys, how y'all
0: doing? Hey, just super, Chris. What's on your mind tonight?
6: Well, I've been listening for uh, for a couple months to you guys now, and and I want to talk about the, uh, I guess, the voluntarist viewpoint a little bit. I, I tend to side with with Mark a little bit more than you and when I'm when I'm listening to y'all talk about this stuff. And I guess ideally, this this sounds like a a, a really great idea, but it sounds like it would really work a lot better for you know a lot of people that I guess hold the higher morals or higher standards in their own life. And
0: well, what do you, what I, do you I mean guess, when you say that?
6: Well, when it comes down to it, like when you have people that are committing a crime in in a voluntary society, if you have that. You know, I guess what I haven't really heard you talk about a whole lot is how would you deal with those people, and you know who who would pay to incarcerate them if you have a, a private private security force or something like that. It's a good that.
0: question. Of course, we're talking about real crimes here, right? So we're talking about crimes against other people or other people's property. We're not talking about drug crimes or anything like that because there'd it, be no reason you, for those.
6: Yeah, you you rob my house, or you know you 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 know, commit a crime where somebody is actually injured? Yeah,
0: it's an excellent question, and one of the ones that I had to really uh, wrestle with for a long time before I came around to understanding what it, what it really means to support the voluntary society, to support human beings interacting together on a uh, voluntary basis instead of what we have today, which is this government, this authoritarian system, uh, this one-size-fits-all monopolistic uh, violent monopoly. And uh, Well,
6: actually, before you go any further, I, yeah. I definitely don't think that what we have now is effective. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm not at all advocating sure. for big government here in any way.
0: Well, let's talk about it. I mean, let's talk about the different kinds of violent crimes and different kinds of violent criminals that you'll have out there. Uh, now, this is just my my vision, and it's pretty much uh, what I've uh, cobbled together from reading Dr. Mary Ruart uh, and Healing Our World, as well as uh, The Market for Liberty, which is available free. Actually, both books are free. You can get Ruart's book at ruart.com, R-U-W-A-R-T. .com. You can read her 90s edition there free or order the 2001 edition, which is excellent. I've got it. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, the Market for Liberty was just free at book.freetalklive.com in both PDF and audiobook form. But when I read through the Market for Liberty the first time, it was tough. I had to read it through, I think, a second time before it really started to, to click with me how all this worked. But here's just one idea um as far as the the violent criminals we're talking about here there are criminals that are violent because they get caught up in the heat of passion and they do something they regret uh, there are a lot of people that are in that situation and uh, if that's the case and they actually do regret what it was that they did and they're you know uh there's somebody who is known in the community for instance and they've got a job and they've got a track record and you know they've got a good uh, otherwise they've got a good reputation besides this one tarnishing mark that they I don't know. They had too much to drink or you know how people can get. They get emotional, at things sometimes Uh, if they regret it and they're willing to make good and they're willing to pay restitution, then they wouldn't have to be sitting in a jail cell. There'd be no reason for that, because as long as the victim was being made whole, plus some, then that would be what would solve that that issue. Who's the victim if I kill my wife? And that's usually what a crime of passion is about. Well, that, that's a good question. I think the victims—there'd be multiple victims uh, in that case. There would be the victims of anybody that might have been counting on her for business uh, sorts of things. Uh, there would be family members who would have uh, lost a loved one, uh, maybe even uh, cl- close friends. Mm-hmm. Anybody. One of my wife's could... a stay-at-home, and. Uh... And, and And you know it 's quite possible that her parents are no longer with us, right yeah, anybody that could claim a loss uh, essentially based on loss doesn 't sound like
1: uh, yeah, but they, they may very well get a loss, but in those in that circumstance if she 's a stay at home mom she 's my wife mm-hmm. and she doesn 't have any family of you know that, that she really interacts with i mean if if you 're talking about an aunt who hasn 't talked to her and uh, you know, may, maybe talks to her on the phone once uh, once a, mm-hmm. a month or once every six months sounds more likely. Um, You know, what kind of claim can she have millions of dollars, which is to me what uh, a person's life is is worth at least hundreds
0: of thousands of dollars. Right. Well, now you're you've already jumped from uh, somebody who makes a mistake and makes, you know, does a violent act or something like that. And now you've jumped all the way over to murder, Mark. So well, we start at the, one end. murders the big then one. Go to, Well,
6: yeah, I mean, guys, let's start with something easy like Bernie Madoff yeah, right there. He He doesn't have 50 billion dollars to repay everybody, you know. I mean, that's that's definitely, you know, he can't provide restitution to anybody, and he ripped off, you know,
5: millions of dollars from people.
1: I'll jump in on Bernie Madoff. <laughs> um, you do have a certain responsibility in this world to vet the people to whom you give money. In the same way that if I give you my, if I, you coming into my yard and stealing my car is different than me giving you my car to borrow for the day and you not, and you returning it uh, or not returning it at all or or wrecking it or something like that? Would you agree that me giving you the car and something bad happening to it um, is, and, and you stealing it at that point is different than you coming into my yard and stealing it? That was a question for you, Chris.
6: Well, yeah. I, well, I see what you're saying. I mean, I, I was just trying to think of a, a, a situation. I mean, okay, a thief. Just just a, a thief, I guess. Now, I mean, if you yeah, if you invest your money with a certain amount of risk, obviously somebody's you know the people themselves investing their money hold a certain amount of responsibility for that. I mean, if if you do something without thoroughly researching it, you know clearly you're going to hold a little bit of responsibility for losing your money. But I'm, I'm more looking along the lines of you know somebody who you know with him it, from what the news has said, you know there was intent from the start. It was a scheme. It was a way to steal and extract people's money from him. So I mean, you know switch over to a homeboat home burglar, you know, some guy that, you know, he doesn't have a way to to, to repay, you know, say he steals ten thousand bucks worth of gold. Goes pawns it, buys a bunch of crack, and smokes it all up in yeah. a day. Well, so if he doesn't you know, have there's, a, uh, there's no way to pay restitution for him.
1: Well, there is. Actually. There is absolutely ten thousand dollars is, uh, when you, and you're talking about the vast majority of crimes. And and I'm, uh, in a free market is, as far as I'm concerned, I'm still with Ian on this. Whether it's a, I, I don't necessarily believe in a free market court system, but I do believe that people should be doing restitution rather than time in most circumstances. And right. absolutely, a man can uh, generate ten thousand uh, dollars. You know, do, the average guy. I can do that in what five months? Uh, you know, four months, three if months. If he's
0: not putting it up his nose or you know smoking it up or whatever, it's pretty easy to save that kind of money. And plus, uh, let's talk about just the different levels here. I mean, if if he's repentant toward what he did, if he wants to make good, if he is interested in uh, paying the restitution, then there's no reason to put him in a cage. If, on the other hand, the person is dangerous and doesn't give a flip about you know who he hurts or whatever, you know that kind of an attitude, then obviously letting that guy walk. Away and hoping that he's going to just come back and start making payments is not. Going to be very successful, so for people yeah, like that's that what 'm talking about right for you people like that you 'd have to have some sort of uh, work facility where they would have the option essentially to work and uh, essentially a portion of the paycheck would go to the facility to keep the facility running, a portion of the paycheck would go to the prisoner so he can have a little nest egg when he gets out and, a, and another portion will go to the victim so they can be restituted now that means there's a lot more overhead, so the big the uh the offender has an incentive to be good they want to th- make sure their reputation stays good and so they've got an incentive to stay on the outside because then they'll just have more money otherwise the prison structure takes a chunk and uh, so they lose a big chunk if they if they have to be incarcerated but if they are somebody who's not repentant at all then uh, you know that's the only option for those folks and as far as paying for that like i said a portion of their work can go to pay for it uh, in addition there may be also uh, charitable efforts or some other sort of way to monetize uh, that situation that we don't really know. I mean, for instance, the protection agencies that are getting protection money from every from people on a monthly basis could put some of that money toward the fund of housing the really dangerous people. And that could be the answer for your wife's situation, Mark. If somehow your wife that has no friends and no family members and so nobody knows her, I'm not sure how they would find out she was dead in the first place. But if somehow someone well, but, found but out... But a friend mar- doesn't
1: have the same claim, Ian. That's uh, I understand that, Mark.
0: Anyway, so basically what I'm saying is if you've got somebody that's uh, committed a murder and there's nobody... To pay restitution to, and they're dangerous. Then uh, that would be a way to get them off the streets, is to essentially put them up in whatever that. But getting house them off movie. the streets.
6: I, well, the, the flip side of that, though, is if you have somebody who's really wealthy. I mean, can't they just decide that, you know, I've never killed anybody before. Hey, it's going to cost me two point
5: five million bucks.
0: Yep, we'll bring you back. Good question. More on the way with uh, Chris. Chris, it's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. All right. We are going to continue here with Chris, who is on the line from Texas. Chris, with a lot of uh, good questions about private Justice. how would certain criminals be handled in a market-based justice system as opposed to the one-size-fits-all government monopoly system that we have today. And as you uh, had agreed earlier, this uh, government system is certainly not very desirable from uh, from several perspectives. I mean, we talked earlier about how they're not doing very much of anything to actually provide restitution to the victims. Uh, The government system actually puts criminals and with other criminals, and so the criminal they spread their criminal mindset to one another. Uh, there are all kinds of real problems with the the existing system that we have, but of course there's still a lot of questions that need to be answered about how it would be that the marketplace could do it better. And Chris, are you still there with us?
6: Yeah, man, I'm still here. Okay, and, great. You know, I, I'm just going to make a comment on the way we have things now. There is something that you can count on getting from the police 100% of the time when a violent crime has happened. You
3: What's that? You get a
6: case number. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you that can always true. count on that. Do yep. get a case number. Uh, so you'd asked the question before we went away. Well, since we're talking about providing restitution to the victim, what about a wealthy murderer? What about, you know, Bill Gates, who decides to uh, go off the deep end and kill his wife, Melinda? Let's
1: use, um, instead of, uh, just to keep it uh, racially, um, you know, unbiased, let's
0: use a uh, a black football player. Oh, O.J. Simpson. Okay. and uh, <laughs> Gotcha. Uh, good point. So uh, I'm full of those, Chris. So, <laughs> so yeah. The question was, okay, God, this guy has a lot of money, so he just figures he can go and kill somebody and then uh, just pay off whatever the the tab might happen to be. And I think it's another legitimate question. I would say that in that particular case, you're fact you're not factoring in the reputation hit uh, that that individual would uh, would end up taking, and it would be pretty yeah. significant. I mean, that uh, pre premeditated murder uh is not somebody who's guilty of premeditated murder is not somebody I really want to be doing business with um i don't know about the rest of you guys
1: um it depends on how much money i expect to make from the deal
0: <laughs> uh julia would you do business with somebody who premeditated killed their loved one no right so uh so if bill gates or o j or whoever ends up wanting to kill somebody and throw away all of their business career everything that they've uh, everything that they've worked for then you know they probably wouldn't have to do a whole lot of time uh, but everybody's going to be on their best guard around that person uh, in in the future uh, because they're a murderer and who wants to talk to somebody like that who wants to associate with him or her they might you know he might kill you next well you know in the OJ Simpson case and
1: ostracism would work sim- would work very similarly to like it did in the OJ Simpson case you would have um you'd have the situation where the guy his life Changed. You might say he got away with murder, and of course he, you know, this this next thing criminal thing came along ten years later, but still you, hanging over his head. Yeah, you might say he got away with it, but his life changed, and well, it and didn't I, change for better. I will the
6: better. agree that his reputation probably convicted him the second time around. I mean, there's there's nobody in this country that didn't hear the first one, or the um, regardless of the evidence. You know, I don't think how much money he had, you know, saved him at all the second time around because people are. <laughs> You know, they already felt resentful about what he got
1: off on the first time, or the, or just I, his attitude with towards crime and criminality um, got him got him convicted the second time. The fact that he thought that he could walk into some place and wag a gun around, um, and, <laughs> you know, and just get away with it, maybe maybe that's what got him. Who knows?
0: Yeah. So I don't know if we've addressed everything, but if did you have any more thoughts, Chris? Well, um, yeah, I,
6: I do actually, and I'll 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 agree with you right there. On you know one one thing that you know, I guess to answer my own question is in the future. If something like this were to happen, we would have a very well-armed society. So, I mean, if he you knows somebody to be a murderer, he's really sick in his neck out there to keep doing that.
0: So Oh, if, um, if it happened a second, yeah, exactly. You, you might be able to get away with it once if you have, you know, a billion dollars to pay off all the victims. Uh, but, you know, you're not getting away with it from a perspective of having any sort of reputation to continue your life with. And so it's not really getting away with it at all. And um, if you look at
1: the world today, um, even now – the majority of the planet is still doing something like free market justice. Um, you can't you can't count on the government in most places to do anything about anything. Um, and even here in the United States, you when in the past there were definitely times when you, you know what was the sheriff in a western town going to do for a murder investigation? I mean, really, was that justice? Yeah. Not much. They weren't taking fingerprints yeah. uh, just a hundred years ago uh, they weren't taking fingerprints they were taking stories they were looking at some physical evidence that kind of thing mm-hmm. so it it's not too difficult to imagine that we probably would get something like in a free you know in if you had free market investigation i don't know about free market courts that bothers me but it's it's not too difficult to imagine that you might get something like at least as efficiency the efficiency level we have today.
6: Well a big difference you had, you know, back in the old western towns and things like that is, you know, the sheriff knew everybody. He had a personal interest in catching the criminals in his town. I mean, these are his friends that are getting robbed or or right. shot or whatever. You know, they may not have had the technology, but he had he himself had a personal interest in it, which is I think actually strangely enough I called the you know, kinda of argue against the voluntarism, but it it's the thing that would, you know, actually influence people the most is you put a, a personal actual interest in it. You know, if I do a good job, I'm going to keep my job. And if I don't, I'm
4: I'm going to lose it. Well, so. I think that something important that you just pointed out is that uh, the system we have right now with the government police officers, they don't have any real incentive to fight crime or prevent it.
0: No, they have the incentive of they live in the community and they want to keep it and uh, they want you, you know, know they got clean. their likely
1: got their jobs to be heroes, so
0: but they don't have the incentive from a fiscal standpoint or from a customer service right, standpoint. Right, I'm not
4: talking about them personally. I'm talking about the very organization incentive. just does right. not have the same incentive. I mean, I'm sure that cops here feel like they're a part of the community and and they. Like you were mentioning, the sheriff they like knowing people and they they like the idea of keeping the town safe. But what their organization really encourages them to do is to give speeding tickets and arrest marijuana smokers yeah. and not really go after real
0: criminals it's at helping. all. Not helping
6: at all. Our, uh, our police chief here in Austin decided recently, and I don't I don't know if he's actually able to because the city had kind of an uproar, but. He decided that all of the police officers, if they suspect you of a DWI now, that they will bring you to the police station and forcefully withdraw your blood. Oh, my
0: gosh.
4: That's scary.
0: Yeah, I've isn't seen that. It.
1: Uh, isn't that something?
0: I've seen the stories on these things, yeah. It, yeah, that is crazy. And, and no, I think that, you know, that that brings us to another good question. How would uh, DUI situations happen in a private marketplace? How would the private road owners uh, enforce driving safety factors. I mean, would you essentially have to sign on? Uh, would your insurance company? Would you have to essentially agree to certain testing when you get your insurance for your for your car? Like, well, we'll cut you, uh, we'll cut you a deal on this insurance, but you're gonna have to, or we'll sell you the insurance. Period. But you're going to have to agree that if you get pulled over. On one of these roads, you'll have to either give a breathalyzer or a blood test, which I don't think the marketplace would accept a blood test. I think they would just basically say, yeah, okay, I'll I'll submit to a breathalyzer, essentially uh, consenting to that in advance. That's That's a possibility as well. So all of these things are impossible to really answer uh, the way things would work out. as I'm sure you understand, Chris, because we're just sitting here speculating. I mean, all of us on the on the show and on the phone, and we're all just regular folks. It's not our uh, po- policing and protection is not our uh, forte. It, it's not our trade, and so we don't really have be. the the uh, the profit incentive to innovate or come up with really great ideas. Like I said, I'm just uh, just spouting off right. what I've heard. It,
1: it's 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 easy to imagine in a free marketplace that people would be able to do anything that they wanted to without uh, too much. Uh, too many restrictions but the question is what insurance company would insure somebody um in a vehicle that didn't have brakes not too many yeah um however i mean you know maybe an insurance company would decide look we're not insuring any vehicles that don't have one of those uh, little breathalyzer blow things and then to to get them to go i know they have that'd be cr- pretty crazy what I don't know, I, they, it's possible. They certainly would offer a discount for something that's like that, right? Sure, yeah. The, discount, so they, sure. so, so one of those companies is going to say, you know what, we're just not doing any more of these. If, if there's a, a problem yeah. with drunk driving, we're just not doing any more of these drunk drivers. You have to have one of these gizmos on your car, um, for to get our insurance, and our insurance is the best and it's the cheapest. All very well possible. And um, so you might very well have something like that, which is significantly better than what we have today, where cops give people DUIs for sitting in their cars with their with their keys on the on the floorboard, sleeping
0: off. Thanks, Chris, for the call tonight. Good hearing from you. 800-259-9231.
4: I, th- I think it, it's important to remember or to, to realize and think about that most people, when it comes to safety and things like that, they, they want the same thing. Most people don't hurt other people because yeah. they themselves don't want to get hurt. There are obviously some crazies out there, but those people aren't being prevented from killing people right now. I I think a lot of people, when they think no government, they automatically sort of assume that, well, then a bunch of people who weren't previously killing people are just going to start killing people, and I just don't believe that's the case at all.
0: The the, the reason why people aren't killing people right now, for the most part, uh, on a day-to-day basis, is because of that rational self-interest. They want to suck air tomorrow. (laughs) They want to eat, and they want to continue on in uh, in their lives. That's why they don't go and do stupid stuff, for the most part not because there's some cops somewhere in town that might possibly respond to the scene quick enough to stop them, because most people, if they want to go out and do violence, there's not going to be a cop around to stop them. More coming up. You bring up anything. Free Talk Live.
5: Swissamerica.com reports Thursday gold prices shot over $950 an ounce on a falling dollar amid a sell-off on Wall Street. Gold closed in New York up $16.70 to 953.90, a two-month high. Silver rose 30 cents to 14.55. Rather than looking at gold from a returns point of view, an investor should look at diversifying into it purely for its quality as a pure hedge against exposure to either debt or equity, reports the India Times. More at
7: swissamerica.com Recession? Inflation? Market volatility? What do you do to protect your money? Call Swiss America to send you a free education on gold investing. Gold offers you safety, liquidity, and excellent profit potential. Gold is the only asset that's not someone else's liability. The DVD, booklet, and newsletter are free. The knowledge you'll gain is invaluable.
5: Call toll-free 800-630-1496. That's 800-630-1496. 800 1496
0: today. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves. We launch here in hour number two of the program, 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's one 800 Two five nine ninety two thirty one, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Starting things out with your phone calls, that's what the show's about. Let's talk to Tom in New Hampshire. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live.
8: Uh, yeah. One thing I didn't know about until recently was that on uh, 30 June of 1934, there was a revolt against Hitler in Germany by some of the leading uh, uh, leaders and uh, people like that. Uh, There were a lot of people who were fed up with what he was doing to uh, uh, violate people's rights and pick on Jewish folks and all. And you you know why it failed?
3: Uh, Can you tell us?
8: Well, uh, I'm reading in the Telegraph for uh, the 2nd of July, 1934, Okay. Says with principal leaders of the opposition already dead and other shootings rumored hourly, opposing forces had no directing heads to lead them into action. It goes on to say government buildings were still heavily guarded by police today and police with rifles walked the streets by twos. Well, you know, I mean the The leaders were rounded up and arrested, and mm-hmm. they, uh, a lot of them were summarily just uh, shot, and some of the sub-leaders uh, were rounded up and arrested, too. Mm-hmm. But the rank and file didn't have anybody ordering them, and the, the, they didn't seem to understand, look, you've got these government buildings with all these cops Around them, you got cops walking the street right out in the open in twos with rifles. You don't need somebody to tell you to go out there and gun them down. You know, <laughs> all they had to do was just go out there and do it. You know,
1: well, and, talk uh, is I cheap. Think, they certainly would have I, saved I, the world a, a you know a great deal of misery if they if, if they'd acted upon that, but obviously they didn't.
8: Yeah, they they, they don't. Somebody needs to explain or needed to explain to those people. You know, you don't need an. If your officers have been captured and killed, I mean, so you're going to die anyway, sooner or later. And who, I mean, you just drive your Volkswagen into the cops that are guarding the government building, you know, and you you take out, you hurt the enemy. It's like, I don't know why they didn't seem to understand that. They thought that they had to have officers or some commander tell them. To do it, and I, I think that that history might have turned out quite a bit different. Then, uh, I mean, that that's this is my take on that. And you can pull it up on the microfilms of the newspapers of, of that time. Of you know, the end of June, the early July
0: issue. Thank you, Tom, a for the a- story tonight. I appreciate the call. You
1: know, I I, uh, I happen to see one of these documentary types. I don't know if it was History Channel or something like that, but I do watch a lot of those on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently there were like 47 attempts on Hitler's life uh, mm-hmm. while he was uh, in, in charge uh, there. At least the vast majority of them were while he was uh, leader. And so a lot of people in Germany really, really disliked this guy. And, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> he had his little secret service or, uh, you know, whatever they called them, the the people that were there around there to protect him. and Mm-hmm. You know, obviously those people
0: weren't doing the the Lord's work. So, uh, yeah, I I see where he's coming from on uh, what he's saying there. I just I'm, I'm not too concerned, I guess, for for our movement, because I don't think that we have the kind of leadership that he's talking about. I don't think that in the liberty movement uh, there are necessarily leaders to be taken out. I guess there are some people that are more doers than others, uh, but there are so many of them and they're so dispersed. I don't know how successful a campaign like that uh, would end up being, and I'm somebody who, the the more I, uh, the the more I'm around, the less I am inclined toward violence as uh, as a solution. I I think that it should be avoided, yeah, avoided at all costs.
1: You know, there's the fictitious situation where a madman bursts into your house to, uh, you know, steal your stuff and torture your family. I would have a you know in that instance i'm going to do what I can do to uh you know prevent as much harm as I possibly can, however, usually that doesn't occur that's true so you know the the best the best uh you know course of action one can generally take
0: is a nonviolent one. I tend to agree, but on the other hand, Tom does make a uh, persuasive point. I mean, if they had met their opposition with some form of resistance, mm-hmm. then perhaps it wouldn't have, you know, perhaps the horrors wouldn't have uh, have come. I, it's I, true. I, it's it's something that really uh, it's a conflict that really uh, tears at me. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like nonviolence, peaceful, uh, is uh, is the way to go. That's yeah. the route uh, to go down. But uh, at the same time, I. It would be so difficult to stay peaceful if they're rounding your friends up and putting them into gulags. With Hitler, it's an issue of uh,
1: PR, you know, um, Hitler had, to, <laughs> to, at least today, I don't know what it was like in 1934, but in today, Hitler's PR is really, really bad. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, you know, I don't think that uh, any, any leader we've had here in the United States or any leader I've been in the even reasonable proximity of, and by that, I mean, within a thousand miles um, is, you know, is,
0: is on a Hitler level or even uh, a minor Hitler level. And maybe it's just uh, I don't know. Is it speculation when people are saying that if they met them with the you know with violence that they would have not have done what they had done? I I think that might be speculative. I mean, we certainly know that if it if you were to use violence against the uh, the government aggressors now, if you were to get, return their violence back against them. We know that it wouldn't stop them. They wouldn't stop showing up at uh, at work. They they would uh, triple their size and they would come after you and well, and you would end today, up. Today, the communication's
1: different. So if you meet, uh, let, let's say that the, the Jews met the Gestapo at the door. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how these these roundups went. I'm sure that they were much more orderly than what I imagine. But if they, you know, the knock came at the door of you are coming with us. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of thing, and you wiped out all three of them right there or whatever, however yeah. many. Um, Well, they didn't have radios to say, hey, or, you know, likely they didn't report in. I'm at this number, you know, such and such street. So they wouldn't know necessarily where where to go get those people. know, they might be able to search around for some blood splatters on the street or something like that. But if you drag the bodies in, you know, chop
0: them up and turn them into goulash or something, I don't know. So, yeah, good point. So back then you could have gotten away with defending yourself and uh, maybe covering everything up. But with the advent of the, uh, the nothing's faster than a radio. But do you think that, uh, that if – let's say they eventually did get the word that, hey, we're losing guys. Our guys are, are, uh, you know, are perishing when they're going out to do that. On one hand, it would, I think, discourage some of the rest of the, the squad yeah. from going out and doing those things. But on the other hand, it would enrage a number of them as well and uh, make them want to go and get, you know, get them back to increase the violence and violence, uh, be, be getting violence. I I can only say
1: that it probably was a good idea for Jews to meet, uh, you know, uh, Gestapo at the door with with shotguns,
0: but they didn't. So, but that goes against what you were saying before about avoiding violence. Avoiding generally, you know, it's a general circumstance, but there are times in
1: history, and you never have the benefit of history when you're dealing with something right then. There are times in history when I think, uh, you know, obviously violence would have worked, but most of the time you, you don't have the benefit of history. Julia, your thoughts on violence?
4: On violence?
3: Yeah.
4: Um, I don't really think that I I guess in self-defense I could see how violence could help you. I'm not a pacifist, but I don't I don't really I I don't like violence and I would never want to participate in violence. But
0: what about violence against the state? Not about uh violence as far as against a uh, single aggressor, against the state coming after you and your loved ones. I don't see
4: it as I don't see that it would serve any purpose at all, except to alienate you and and get you killed. So, so, at
0: you, so then you would say that at no point should the Jews have met the Gestapo with uh, with resistance. Do you
1: see are how hard this top. is? Do you see how hard this <laughs> it's is? It's not easy.
4: Well, it, it's they certainly would have been better off. Maybe. Would they? Maybe. Maybe even not. I I don't. I can't even say. That actually at all.
0: That's why I'm saying I think it might be speculation that's that's uh, that they would have been better off. I don't know if well, they're... well they did get gassed and
1: thrown into that's the true. Ovens. Um, so better off is uh, is a difficult thing to uh, yeah. you know
0: assert you know to say in that particular <laughs> instance. True. But Maybe they would be better off because they would have died from a gunshot wound as Instead opposed to a... starving to death or uh, or being burned alive. I don't know. No,
1: they lived longer, and that's what the the, the 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 brain has us do. You know the 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 monkey mind has us. Live longer, even if that 's only ten minutes longer
0: one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one i 'm still uh, i 'm still on the side of nonviolence uh, the side of peace. I believe that violence does beget violence, and I think that I think that there could have been some things done uh, back then, and obviously i wasn 't around then either, but I think that maybe some sort of uh, peaceful resistance would have been an option that i don 't know if it ever ever even happened uh, i don 't know what they could have done exactly, but something Where people got together and, you know, locked themselves together or whatever. Maybe then they would have ended up massacred. Who knows? There would have been no winning. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free. 800-259-9231. It's the Segal CAI toll free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, features including the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. W-I-K-I wiki.freetalklive.com.
1: Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. Not to mention that, but SACL CAI and their principal over there, Jason Osborne, are the uh, big sponsor of Free Talk Live. And Free Talk Live wouldn't be coming to you if it wasn't for SACL CAI. So if you have a company that uh, don't want to take care of those accounts receivable, SACL CAI, CAI will do it for you. It's uh, the top banner at freetalklive.com.
0: All right, so we continue taking your phone calls. Pete and Adam are on the line from the Motorhome Diaries on the road all around the country at MotorhomeDiaries.com, meeting up with liberty-loving people everywhere and uh, getting arrested occasionally. Guys, you're back on Free Talk Live. Welcome back. Thanks
9: for having us, guys. How are we going?
0: Hey, going great. Uh, what are you, uh, what's on your mind tonight? What, uh, what's been happening with the Motorhome Diaries world over the past several days since your recent arrest uh, and release in rural Mississippi?
9: Well, this is Adam, guys. Um, We've taken a a chance of having the downtime and being in one location for a while to uh, spend some time working on Marv and getting that transformed from looking like the uh, old-style paint job and everything that it had before to getting it transformed with the new black and gold. The logos were put on today, and we're all pretty happy with how it turned out.
0: Oh, awesome. I I don't think I've seen the logos yet, but I did see the paint job uh, photo that you put up on your website at MotorHomeDiaries.com, and it looks pretty sharp.
9: I believe we did just send you a link here a little bit ago on oh. Facebook.
0: Okay.
1: I got to see the Motorhome Diary logo. I was uh, I was expecting to see a Free Talk Live uh, logo too. I, I have yet to see that one, but no, it looks it looks fabulous.
9: Good call on the uh, the blog post we just put up about it. We say uh, in a short time, hopefully later uh, next week, we're going to have an auction of sorts for uh, to make sure we get all the graphics to potential sponsors.
0: Cool. Great. So what else is going on, guys?
9: Well, we're uh, another reason we called in. We wanted to uh, hopefully have uh, a lot of the uh, free talk live listeners uh, help us decide where we should go on our next leg. So right now we have a poll on our website which ends tonight at midnight. Mm-hmm. And there's three potential routes. A lot of the cities overlap, but there's some diff- differentiation. Um, so I would, if folks want us to head your way, uh, go to motorhomebuyers.com and just uh, scroll down.
0: <laughs> I just went there and I saw the new picture of the uh, of Marv with the motorhome Diaries written backwards like an ambulance it's pretty a uh, pretty good idea, oh
9: yeah mirrored image on the front,
0: yeah. You know, I had a friend of mine uh, contact me about your
1: voting. Uh, some, there, there are people out there campaigning to uh, have the Motorhome Diaries come to their hometown. Uh, so uh, it was a good friend of mine, so I went and voted to make sure that uh, you made it down to Gainesville to see it, uh, to see those guys, <laughs> the, the libertarians down there. But uh, I think everyone should uh, sh- should vote for wherever they think is best. And, you know, if you've got a good campaign, call in tonight and talk about it.
0: Okay, so what are the instructions to go and vote on this thing, guys? What's, what's the easiest way to do that?
9: Uh- Well, if you go uh, to com and just scroll down to May 16th, it's right there.
0: Okay, so May 16th, scroll down. You're going to have to scroll down just a little bit, and then you get to uh, cast your vote on which direction uh, you want them to go. So, very cool. Anything else we can help you with?
9: Awesome. That was about it. We just thought we'd uh, keep keep you guys in the loop.
0: Well, keep up the great work out there. We're going to see you guys in about a month's time. When are you coming back to, when do you plan on being back in New Hampshire for the uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival in June?
9: We're going to be in New York, I think, on the 20th of June, and right after that, we'll probably head head up to New Hampshire. So we'll be in New Hampshire, uh, hopefully, on the 20th, later on, I guess, the 21st, uh, for about a week.
0: Hey, if you get a chance, uh, if our if our friend Sam is still in jail, maybe we, y'all can make a trip up to the jail, and uh, we can have a bunch of people come out or something like that, and you could park the bus or park the uh, the RV out in front of the jail. That'd be kind of cool. Right. Absolutely. Definitely. Something to keep in mind. Uh, hopefully he won't be in jail by the time you get back up here, uh, but uh, who knows? It, the rate things are going, I would say, it, it looks like he may very well be uh, still sitting in the Westmoreland Jail. Guys, keep up the great work out there. I know you plan on coming back around to uh, Jones County, Mississippi, which is where you were arrested last week. Uh, that's something you're going to have to fit in later in the summer, right? You're not going to have time for that Im- uh, immediately.
9: No. Yeah, right now we're working. We're talking with some legal counsel and uh, moving that ahead in the right direction.
0: So are you going to just let them take your uh, cash, or are you guys going to fight the uh, the fines?
9: That, that's our first plan. Uh, we're just briefly talking with some legal counsel during the week. It's most likely going to be to fight the uh, case versus the state versus us first and then worry about our civils
0: afterward. Very good. Guys, keep up the great work. Motorhomediaries.com is the website. Uh, scroll down to May 16th. Find the entry about voting on where they should go next. You said the uh, voting contest ends tonight. Thanks for the call, dudes. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That is the sekel CAI toll-free line. We go to the email box where Nick emails. Guys, I'm a new listener to the podcast. really enjoy the show. can't say I agree with everything you have to say, but it's interesting nonetheless. One issue I had with part of your Thursday show, you seem to imply that people who aren't okay with taking and distributing nude pictures of themselves are all prudes. I think your point of view is really off base here. He sent this to you, right? Yes. Uh, okay, what's so wrong with keeping? I would some, not necessarily feel that way. What's wrong with keeping some part of your life private? If you think of your naked body and or sex life as a private and intimate thing, then there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't make you a prude. I agree with that. I, I agree with that as well. Yeah. If I if I misspoke uh, yesterday, and I apologize. What we were talking about is people who. The, what the original thing that brought this conversation up was uh, the suggestion that. Folks should not allow themselves to be photographed nude if they don't want to have the... It
1: was girls, specifically in girls. the uh, the little... The, but people the in general
0: should not be allowed to... Uh, you know, if you don't want your pictures distributed on the Internet by an angry ex-boyfriend or girlfriend, then don't let them take a picture of you naked. But what I was saying was that if, if a picture does get out onto the Internet because you made a mistake and allowed some pictures to be taken of yourself, thinking they would be intimate... Thinking that 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 intimacy would be respected by your loved one, who maybe doesn't love you anymore, and decided to release them to the the world of the internet, uh, then if, if that were the case, well, what's the big deal? I think that was my question. Okay, so what? You know, okay, great. I understand you intended intimacy. If that's the case, you shouldn't have taken the nude pictures in the first place. So, when you take those nude pictures, you need to expect that there's a good chance that they may not uh, always be under your, your thumb or your control.
1: Right, and I also um, I'm, I'm also uh, my point, of point was that uh, sometimes people have different things that they like in the bedroom, uh, you know married adults, as of course I'm talking about here, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> like things that they, certain things that they like in the bedroom, and I don't think that one should dismiss out of hand what one's uh, you know, partner wants simply because uh, you know, that you've been given some tip and, and or, or that it might make the best sense or, or whatever. I think that you should, you know, what, whatever your marriage partner wants, you should take that as, uh, you know, you, you should look at it and not just dismiss it out of hand.
0: Well, hopefully by the time you've gotten married, uh, you understand what they are wanting in the out of the bedroom. And if that's not something you agree with, then you maybe shouldn't have married that person. Probably good advice. And to anybody, of course, that that advice isn't going to help those fo- uh, those people that get married without ever uh, entering into a bedroom situation.
4: I am a huge advocate of trying before you buy.
0: Yeah. Hard Uh, to argue with that. He goes on. He says, if you wrote a personal journal chronicling every private event of your life, you wouldn't necessarily be willing to have that journal published for your friends, family, and the general public. Not to imply that anything in that journal is inherently wrong or embarrassing. It's just your private life. I think it's the same for nude pictures, etc. If you willingly distribute these kinds of pictures, good for you. If you'd rather keep that private, good for you, too. I agree. I agree. But privacy is something you have to work at, so don't take nude pictures and expect they're always going to be private, especially if they're not in your hands, especially if you don't have total 100% control over them. And if you take nude pictures, and then they get out, and then you act all upset about it, you're not going to get any sympathy from me. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live.
4: Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free. Enjoy those, including the, uh, the bulletin board system. We've got over 450,000 posts, a lot to talk about there, serious issues, fun stuff. You'll find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. So, continuing on the topic of things relationship related, uh, since we started talking about sexy pictures being distributed on the internet, uh, we'll continue here. The Times of India at Times of India, or rather, indiatimes.com, has 10 tips to woo your lady love. And so, since Julia is here tonight with us, I figure we'll share these. Been holding on to them all week long. I can't wait Woo to me. find out what they uh, what, what they have to say about wooing your lady love from the Indian Times. Okay, what is it exactly that turns on a woman? Sex guru Shiva gives you ten tips to crack the code. So stop chasing her and start attracting her. Number one, be unpredictable. Women love wondering what's next. Smear yourself in peanut butter, run around. <laughs> <laughs> oh! But most guys are painfully predictable. Don't ask her uh, where she wants to go for dinner. Instead, tell her, see you at 8. If she's curious, <laughs> yeah. she's curious, say, it's a surprise. Take her to an unusual place. Even if it's a hole-in-the-wall daba, she'll love it. More than a fancy eatery, simply because of the anticipation. The only predictable thing about you should be the unpredictability. Now, do you think they're talking about attracting a mate in the very beginning phases here? Or is I, this something that'll apply to people who've been in long-time relationships? Because I can say I'm pretty, I'm pretty predictable guy, and Julia has stuck with me as well, even though I've been, I think, relatively predictable. I
4: <laughs> I don't even know what to say about the ad- advice.
1: I I don't either. I think that it's good to be unpredictable sometimes, and it's uh it's probably a good idea in some cases to say, well, it's a surprise where we're going for dinner. Yeah. However, I think that uh, you know early on in the relationship, I, I could I could take this one way or the other, and, and likely could so could a woman. Um, like, oh, I'll see you at eight. Uh, no, you won't, Buster. Um, <laughs> where are we going? Right. I'll tell you when we get there. Or what if uh, I don't no. like it?
4: <laughs> yeah, for someone like me, I'm a really, really picky eater. Yeah, and you can't just surprise me by taking me to some random restaurants. I I need to know where we're going to be eating beforehand. So I wouldn't I wouldn't like that at all. But that's just me.
0: Well, exactly, and that's why I'm uh, that's why I'm curious as to if this is uh, targeted toward people that are in the beginnings of a relationship. I mean, I guess some of these would make more sense uh, at that point when you don't really know what it is you're getting into, I suppose. But I don't know, let's get to the rest of them. Get physical early. The longer you de- uh, delay touching her, the weirder it gets later to kiss her. Initiate touching early. Hug her when you meet. At least shake hands.
1: Isn't this the same country where Bollywood, where they don't actually show kissing
0: in the I, movies? I guess. Yes. I don't know. Do some thumb wrestling while having coffee. If you're going to a thumb different venue, <laughs> say, let's go and hold her hand. Then remark, hope you're not getting ideas just because we're holding hands. Roll your eyes and say, women.
4: That's the gayest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I can understand where coming from you?
4: No, I'm not going to be wooed by thumb warring. And if you tell me that I better not get any any ideas. We've thumb wrestled before. You women. Oh, that's just. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: some of this is cultural. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm going to try to dismiss what I find, uh, you know, culturally weird, but it, it's all going to be weird, and, and it is.
0: <laughs> That's all i got to say. <laughs> Learn to walk away. This one is routine sight in our malls. While the women are browsing the clothing section, boyfriends often hang around like puppy dogs, just waiting for them to get done. Not good for attraction. Walk away, browse the men's section, chat with people, do anything that doesn't involve waiting for her. Let her come and find you. I think Julia's like, rolling her eyes. Now you get no no one can really see that, Julia. So why are you rolling your eyes at that?
4: I don't I don't know. I guess you don't want some dude following you around being up your butt, but I mean I don't, I I like to go shopping alone anyway, so I, it's irrelevant.
0: Well, that's not true. We go shopping together a lot. Well,
4: grocery I. shopping.
0: Oh, you were uh, we were at Target today, as a matter of fact. Um, look in the beginning of a relationship. I think there may be something to the idea of uh, playing hard to get instead of just uh, showering well, you yourself don't want a all over.
4: Stage five clinger.
0: Yeah, right, right, exactly. So, uh, but at the same time, you don't want to be completely away uh, from somebody else because, well, if you're separated, then that's not going to uh, to do you very good. Uh, but I think that as well, I think that uh, showing a certain amount of independence
1: um, is a good is thing. Is a good thing. I don't think that immediately when she stops to look at a blouse that you walk away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> I, <laughs> so, I'm totally uninterested in what we're doing right now. That's yeah. what that says.
1: You count to one hundred and twenty or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then if she's still, uh, you know, perusing the women's section, perhaps there are you know, more interesting things to look at. Sorry, honey, I didn't find the brassieres that interesting.
0: Yeah, I, I guess um, it, it all depends on your relationship. I don't think this is uh, well, very this good advice.
1: A, I don't think this is about um, people that actually have a relationship. This is about people starting a relationship
0: Okay, and, then it and must setting be the boundaries. boundaries. Ten, ten tips to woo your lady love. I guess when you're wooing, you're still uh, <laughs> I, I in, would the beginnings, say. in the beginning phases. Uh, so, yeah, I think then that that's generally a pretty good one. You don't want to be uh, you know, a pathetic little puppy dog uh, lapping at, uh, I guess, biting at the, uh, the heels constantly of the person that, that you're interested in. So we continue. Lead, don't follow. Many guys, while interacting with a woman, give her all their power. While planning an evening out, he'll ask her what she wants to do. If she suggests a movie, he'll give her a list of movies to choose from, and so on. Not good. Women like men who... Take decisions in. Take the lead. Your tone should be something like this. Hey, I'm going to see XYZ movie at 8 tonight. Want to tag along? Um,
4: I agree with that generally. I'm kind of indecisive, and I like I like a, a decisions to be made to a certain extent. Like, I'd like, give me a couple of options of things you'd like to see, and then let me choose mm-hmm. from those, basically.
1: I, I'm of the opinion that uh, this is good advice for some people, and other people it's not going to work. Uh, so to say that girls like such-and-such such is a generalized statement, fair. statement, and I don't know whether it's uh, even generally true. I don't
0: know. Compliment her. If you know, if you've got some uh, input here, you want to share your experience, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Compliment her, it says. Don't compliment her about her eyes, beauty, etc. in the first meeting itself. Instead, compliment her on something not so obvious, like, quote, I like the way you're so well-coordinated is much better than you're so beautiful are you a model or you could be playful about it and say you have nice eyes but you know you know what mine are nicer <laughs> <laughs> can i get more than laughter from the peanut gallery here i uh,
1: I, I, I don't know <laughs> uh i when, when, uh, just when you finished that i imagined yesterday when i was engulfed in flames oh you never told me that story yeah, yeah it actually happened i was uh uh, trying to set a, uh, a stump on fire and somehow managed to... Uh, what? I, what? The, f- the fumes from gasoline. Oh, my boom. gosh. Yeah. You didn't come in with... Uh, See like- how much more interesting this is than that tip? Yeah, you didn't come into <laughs> the
0: studio with, like, a singed eyebrows or, that I noticed, at least. No, I uh, the, the I, all I saw
1: was Fire. And so wow. I, I turned around and, uh, it, you know, this is where I sound progressively more and more stupid as the story goes on. Um, <laughs> the glass that I was holding in, from which I tossed the gasoline. Um, <laughs> you had gas in a glass? <laughs> gas in glass. Well, Got th- it. Not, not a styrofoam cup, because that doesn't work, right? Okay. And I, I turned around and ran for uh, about 10 feet, at t- throwing the, uh, <laughs> the, the the glass, and it shattered on the ground. And, and then I, uh, you know, once I regained my senses, I'm like, oh, hey, oh my gosh, I think I'm still got all my parts. Your hair I, wasn't on fire or anything nothing, like that no that was the first thing i checked yeah then i i first checked to see if i had it this oh hair doesn't wow really burn so much as it just singes
0: so you didn't stop drop and roll that you'd like run away i i would have done that next yeah okay <laughs> yeah you're only supposed to stop drop and roll if you're actually on fire is that the idea I, but you would want to be on fire before you roll right. on the ground yeah so just a, just a quick gas explosion. It was over within a second, second or something yeah. like
1: that. Yeah, Got the idea did, of what it might be uh, be like to be in one of a really bad yeah. one, though.
0: Did uh, did time slow down for you at all during that? Or no? no, it seemed to go very, very quickly. Really?
1: Yeah. One minute I'm tossing gas. The next minute I'm engulfed in flames. The next minute I'm picking up glass off the ground.
0: The tips are not over. We've got more here. Uh, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Ten tips to woo your lady love. Julia has been chuckling and rolling her eyes at these so far, and uh, We'd love your thoughts as well at 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231 it's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Features are free. Enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. And Freetalk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Whatever it is you need to buy, there are dozens of categories in which you can shop. Even used items save a few extra bucks that way. Go to Amazon.FreetalkLive.com. Uh, we are going to continue here uh, in a moment. The ten things that uh, ten tips to woo your lady love from the Times of India. Uh, so we're we 've got Julia on the panel tonight, and she is giving us her reactions and her thoughts about this but let 's go to your calls first. Matt is on the line in california matt what 's on your mind tonight?
7: Hi uh, yeah I was calling about uh, this you were discussing the other day a child who was being potentially forced to take his leukemia medic medication
0: chemotherapy a thirteen year old boy was is being forced by a court to take chemotherapy, and his family and he are not interested. Uh, Last I heard of the case, an arrest warrant was issued for the mother. I don't know if they found her yet or not.
7: Right. Yeah, I guess I just wanted to set the record a little bit clear that these people are totally wacky. I'm not not trying to make the case that the government should be forcing the medication on them, but, I mean, the naturenews.com or wherever you got the article from Mm -hmm. is complete quackery. Well, um I mean, okay, this, this kid is almost definitely gonna die if he doesn't take the medication.
1: Oh wait, you think he's not going to die if he does take the medication?
7: yeah it's almost it's the most curable form of cancer there is
1: okay so uh let's let's say that 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 he absolutely is likely to to, uh, to, to you know to, to get this chemo and and uh, live through it. I don't believe that for a second, but okay, let's say that it's true um, it's
7: above eighty percent cure rate in the nineties. Okay. By something.
1: At this point, like likely not true, but okay. I mean, it's it's probably metastasized. Every day that goes by, it's more likely it's getting into his lymph glands. And, He's got a tumor, right? And, and then then there's nothing that can be done, or very little that can be done. Um, but you know, like the 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 question here is, where does freedom stop? And for for me, what what I've got to say is, as soon as the government can just start labeling people wackos, whack jobs, and say that look, you can't make decisions for your kid, you're or not you, normal enough, or your kid can't make decisions for himself, uh, he's too young, or whatever, then when do they, you know, it's 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 that Reverend Martin Niemler uh, poem. First they came for the trade unionists, and I wasn't a trade yeah, yeah. unionist, so I said nothing. So you know, at what when do they call me crazy? When do they call I, you crazy?
7: I I agree that. I don't think that anybody should be forcing to take kid or not. I'm just saying it's not as clear of an issue as bad government going to not listen to the wishes of his parents and the parents are trying to do the best thing for him. I mean the reality is that this kid will die if he doesn't take this medication. Right
1: you're you're, you're it's it's not the reality. Reality is what re, what's real, you can touch it. What it is is it's likely in your opinion. And um every and what I'm telling you is that, you know, maybe that's true and maybe it's not. I don't know, but you're being, you know, you're you're predicting the future and you know, maybe you've got some science on your side, but you know when
7: do have some science on my side i mean i i mean full disclosure i do work in the uh cancer biology field
1: okay and you would agree that it
7: it just is i mean if you have childhood uh hodgkin lymphoma it's curable
1: okay so but if you let it go long enough you're going to get it in your lymph nodes and it's going to kill you right yeah
7: it's it's slow i mean it's it's a Slow growing lymphoma, but if you catch it, it's curable. But
0: shouldn't he be able to make his own decisions for himself? Are you saying that the judge is in the right for ordering this kid into chemotherapy? I'm
7: not saying the judge is in the right necessarily. I'm just saying it's not a clear cut case. It's not just that.
0: But to me, it is is clear cut. To me, it's completely
1: clear cut because um, the life of this child is his own and he gets to do what he wants. And to some extent, his family gets to help make that decision because he is the age that he is and that liberty is far more important than the life of this child.
0: Well, to him, it's his liberty that's important,
1: right. and but, he should be able to choose. But on the greater side, like right, I agree with you. However, the judge has to stomp on liberty, yours, mine, and everyone in the world's. Yeah. All six billion people's um, liberty has to be compromised in order to save this kid. And then what have you saved him for? A world where a judge can decide whether or not uh, a, kind of a person gets to treat themselves right. and decide how they get to treat themselves.
7: I know. It's a sticky issue, but I mean, if you're going to have a government, and, and I know that you guys disagree, both of you disagree on whether there should be a government or not, but if there is one, should a government be able to step in on the behalf of a minor...
0: When the They're not stepping have... in on his
1: behalf. He in wants in to... just about most societies in history, this kid would have been um, given his uh, manhood right, and he would be able to make his own decisions and have his own family and go out and kill his own food. That's what should happen. They, He's 13 years culture. old. What's, except ex- in our culture, though. Sure. Well, in, and in our culture, you don't get to make the decision as to whether or not your kid gets the treatment that he gets because a judge tells you. So, I mean, you know, there's a slippery slope, that our culture stuff. 13 years old, he can make a decision.
7: No, I, I think don't think if, he can make a decision about this, but you don't I mean, think I'm not he can. saying that the judge is right at all. I'm just saying it's it's not it's not an easy decision if you're uh, gonna have a government where where are you going to give them the right to step in on behalf of a minor? Somebody that, they, that we say that they can't make but it But they're, they're not stepping
0: own. in on his behalf. What you're right. saying is, what you're saying to me, what I'm hearing you say, Matt, is that... He well, doesn't I think, know
4: what's best for him, is well, what I'm hearing. Well, right,
0: we're stepping, yeah, in, on his, we're stepping in on his behalf on uh, in the way that we say it should be his behalf. Not actually what he wants, because if you ask him, he'll tell you, I don't want chemotherapy. That's his behalf, not what the judge says, well, this should be your position, son, so I'm going to force it upon you.
7: Matt, well, he, he he wants to live, presumably, right?
0: He wants to not go through chemotherapy. He may even understand that he's going to die. He doesn't want to go through chemotherapy, and I don't blame him. I've heard some horrible things about it. Matt is. Um,
7: I'm sure, uh, but I'm, it, would you agree that death is worse?
0: I don't know.
1: <laughs> See, you're you're worried about death as though it's this big specter. It's going to happen to everyone, Matt. It's a limited time offer here. Now, I've got a question. Um, I've got a question for you. Uh, you're in the medical field. Are trans fats good or bad?
7: Yeah, that's. A, a totally different issue but not really I don't know
1: okay um i'm glad you but said so not
7: bad in small doses
1: but today um they're telling us trans fats are bad Ten years ago, I was told that margarine, which is what trans fat is, um, was good for you because it didn't have the cholesterol that regular butter did. And I was told, you know, now I'm told that eggs are good for you. But um, uh, ten years ago, I was told eggs are bad. I was told 20 years ago right. we were going into a mini ice age. I, I now I hear go- global warming. And today, what I'm telling you is that the science that you're basing this on is something that's somewhat transitory. I know no, that, it's
7: not. Today, if you get... Lymphoma, <laughs> that's what they lymphoma, would have said about margarine margarine 10 years
1: ago, Matt. I if I, I would have argued with a nutritionist lymphoma. 10 years ago about margarine versus butter, they would have said, you're slap loony. You want to be put in a crazy bin, a Matt. totally different
7: issue. Matt, it's not a totally I mean, different you can issue. you look at people who take uh, the chemotherapy that is standard of care right now. You can look at people who take it versus people who don't. And if you take it, you survive. I mean, that, that's that's, that's simple as simple as
4: we get. But what, what if, okay, what if I, let's say I'm 15 years old and I get cancer and I decide that I don't want chemotherapy, that I would rather enjoy the last part of my life poison-free. You really believe that it would be okay for someone else to force that on me?
7: No, I, that's not what I'm saying. At Are all. you saying that I, I'm not I wouldn't
4: be smart enough at necessarily that age to make that the the decision for says. myself?
0: I'm sorry, you both just talked over each other.
4: Julia. Are you saying I wouldn't be smart enough or independent enough at that age to be able to make those kind of decisions for myself? So I feel like that's I, I a pretty personal I, I, decision. I'm not
7: saying it's a it's a clear cut decision. I'm just saying it at at some age there's a point where you can decide for yourself.
1: Well, Do you know what that age
7: is? An infant, what about, about crazy an people, man? that?
1: What about crazy people?
7: Yeah, I don't know. It's not a clear issue.
1: I'm telling you that here's a clear. It is a clear issue. You, whether you're bat crap insane, get to choose what goes into your body. That's or, clear or, and easy.
0: Any other thoughts, Matt? I'm, I'm well.
7: Same thing. I just don't think it's that clear of an issue when you're a child who's been lied to. He's not
4: a child.
0: He's a teenager. He's 13 years old, and I understand that how, you are taking this how much, personally. How much
7: do 13-year-olds know about Hodgkin's lymphoma?
0: I don't know, but I do know that they should be free to make their own choices. I think that even they should be free to emancipate themselves from their parents. Let's say that the parents want him to get uh, chemotherapy, and he doesn't want it. I think he should be able to say, well, I'm I'm my own man. I'm leaving the house. I'm going to make my own decisions, and I'm not going to get uh, your chemotherapy. Well, I, I I'll go that I guess will just far.
7: leave it at the science does not even remotely support anything that these parents say. In fact, it supports the direct opposite strongly.
3: Yep,
1: I understand you have your viewpoint. No, and... that's, I, I, I agree with him on that viewpoint, that likely, if, if he says, if he works in the cancer industry and he says that, that, this kid, that it's a slow-moving cancer, the chances are good this kid could survive, I totally believe that. However, at what cost? Liberty for every person on the planet. That's six billion of us.
0: Thanks, Matt, for the call. Good discussion. Hour three is on the way. Uh, you can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, you can bring up whatever's on your mind, toll free, 800-259-9231. We launch here into the third hour of the program. And joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features on the site, they're completely free, so enjoy those. Again, freetalklive.com, those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their sites. Ours is free. Uh, we're going to continue when we get a chance uh, with the top ten tips to woo your lady love. Julia is here in the studio tonight, and so I've been saving this to see what she thinks about these. Uh, we got a chance to start them in the last hour. Hopefully we will get a chance to keep them going here. But we do have to get some calls in as well, because this is the show about your calls. But, Julia, you said you had a question you wanted to ask the audience, the listening audience here tonight. Well,
4: yes, I have a request for mail callers here. Um, um,
0: that won't be hard to get, I'm sure. No, I'm Julia's sure. asking for male callers. Okay, what about it?
4: Okay, Here's well, are perking
0: up across the world.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I have this debate often. I, I feel like once every six months this issue comes up, and and the issue in question is, I think Mark was the one who said it first, but I hear this all the time. If a girl or if a guy is friends with a girl, does he automatically want to have sex with her? Now. I have mostly male friends, mm-hmm. so that kind of bothers me. I, I like to think that they are my friend because they like me, not because they want <laughs> yeah. to have sex with me. So I would like guys to well, call in.
0: A, well, wait, wait, couldn't they both be true? I they guess. They could like you and want to have sex with you. Right. And I think
4: Can a girl and guy be friends and there be no sexual tension there? Well, That's of course, what I want everybody's
1: to going to answer Yes. They can, of course they can, because the statistical chance, uh, you know, anything can happen in this world. However, the, I think that a better phraseology is uh, is most of the time when a guy wants to ha- hang out with a girl, um, is it, you know, is it a pure of heart or does it because he's, you know, hoping that if he hangs around, uh, right. uh, hangs around her long enough, she'll take her pants off? So
4: I want guys to call in and tell me their experiences with being friends with chicks and If you're friends with a girl, is it because you're hoping that maybe one day she'll take her pants off? Or can you really just be friends with a girl because you like being friends with a girl, I guess?
0: And is it always necessarily something that you're specifically aware of? I mean, maybe you are friends with her, but you don't know exactly. I mean, maybe you've never really thought seriously about having sex. Maybe you didn't get into the relationship because you were hoping to have sex, but maybe there's some sort of underlying uh, thing going on there. I I don't know. I can say that when I was in high school... I know
1: pretty much whether I want to have sex with a woman within um, microseconds of seeing her.
0: Yeah, I understand that. But what I'm I'm saying is perhaps... uh, is that the number one motivating factor behind you uh, getting into a friendship with her? That was my I guess that's what I'm questioning I, like here. I may not be the
1: best person to ask on this subject i uh, I, I came into manhood in prison surrounded yeah. by men, so therefore, I generally find men's company to be more uh, comba- you know I'm, I'm more combati- I'm compatible with uh, male company than I am with female. However, um, you know certainly there are glaring exceptions in my life of women that I like to hang out with. Usually, I end up having sex with those women that I like hanging out with.
4: And I call it a relationship. I, get, I, I guess I'm just bothered because I have, uh, like I said, pretty much all my friends are guys. I like hanging out with guys. And mm-hmm. I have probably three or f- four guy friends that I would consider pretty close, good friends. And I i feel like it'd be really cocky for me to sit here and say, well, they all want to bang me. But I...
0: Oh, well, we know at least one of them does. <laughs>
4: oh okay well, that's why all this yeah. is
0: coming up somewhere. yeah exactly yeah.
4: Uh, well i have this debate like every six months with different people okay. and most guys say yes they that most they guys do. say yes okay yeah but I, some
0: don't no. in my experience well then again maybe i'm I'm not like most guys as far as my uh as sexual drive is concerned at least that i can tell i don't know for sure but um, uh, when i was in high school i did have a a female friend who was not attracted to me in the least so i've I have had a female friend that I was not interested in doing anything sexual with. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 if you've got an answer for Julia's question. And I know we've got a bunch of guys that are on the line here talking about different things, but maybe we'll have them answer the question here when we right. pick up the phone. So let's go to Nick in California. Nick, you're on Free Talk Live. Do you have an answer for Julia before you get to your topic?
5: Yeah, I, I would say that it, it has everything to do with how virtuous the guy wants to be and for how long because ultimately I think he's going to resort to if the if the opportunity arises, she's probably going to jump at it.
0: Even if the opportunity has arisen with someone that uh, is physically unattractive?
5: um, I mean, that comes down to personal preference and how hard you stick to them. I have friends that will look at a girl that I find attractive and say, not even. Mm-hmm. But, but to me, I, I just look at them kind of, you know, okay, well, I guess, okay, you know, you don't really know what to say. It's just, mm-hmm. it's at that point, it's preference, you know, but... If if they if they hang out with a girl long enough, and that's on their mind when the opportunity comes up, they're not going to turn it down.
0: So it's it's not necessarily that you decided to start hanging out with that girl specifically for the purposes of eventually having sex. That were you were you cognizant of that or not when you started hanging out with her?
5: Uh, oh, absolutely. It's one of the first things that comes to mind. But I know that for me, considering I, I have you know uh, radical. Radical, uh, beliefs and opinions that when I can talk to a girl and she's interested in something that I'm saying, it's a, you know, that's, def- that's definitely a, a double turn on. Even if it's just for friendship and she's no interest in me, I'll still, I'll still pursue a friendship just to have that kind of, that kind of friendship.
1: And I I think that he's uh, touching on glazing over a a very salient point here is uh, that guys have lower standards. (laughs) (laughs) And this is this is just it just makes evolutionary sense. Uh, You know, the guys want to spread their seed far and wide. Women want to have somebody who's going to care for a child. And so therefore, Mm -hmm. um, you know, what he's saying as far
0: as guys will often jump at the chance, they will often jump at the chance. I can see this as being generally true. Okay, Nick, what else were you calling in about tonight?
5: Well, you know, um, recently my, my younger brother, he's 15, I'm, I'm 24, he's got a little, you know, gap between our ages, but uh, he does live with me as of recently, and he was out uh, with a few of his friends, initially a kid around his age, 16 as well. They ended up meeting up with some older kids, and one was evidently 21, one was 18, and one was on, on probation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even think my brother was aware of this. They were hanging out at about 11 p.m., they were walking to the older kid's house, older guy's house, I guess I would say. And um my little brother said he noticed the police helicopter circling them and had the, the light down on him and he, he wasn't sure he could he he knew that they were following him, he didn't know why. They go into this guy's house. Um within five to ten minutes being inside the house, they the house was surrounded by cops and there was a you know the blowhorn and they were saying that they were doing a parole search. Parole well, search. The kid evidently the kid guy's on parole and he had been involved in um, strong arm robberies is what the police officer told my mother. Oh, but, boy. um, so therefore they were proactively trying to, you know, search him and, you know, I guess, put him under arrest. And my little brother happened to be with him. The kid, the guy, 21 year old kid didn't want to go outside. He was, um, telling my brother and his friend and the other guy not to go outside. He wanted to smoke his last cigarette and he wanted to, he was tripping out. He, I'm going to prison. I'm going to prison. He was nervous. So they didn't go out, I guess, for a good 20, 25 minutes. After, after about 15 minutes, the cops shot in what my brother thought was a bullet. It broke the window, went into the wall. My brother saw it. They all freaked out. They got the, under the, the tables, and they just ran. They, they thought they were going to die. Uh, they said, proceeded to shoot two or three more rubber bullets, my little brother said. At that point, they stood up, and they said, We're coming out. We don't want to die. We're coming. We're coming. Please don't shoot. Don't shoot. They go out, they, you know, they do what they do. They bring each one out individually, handcuff them. This was at 11 p.m. Evidently, they take my little brother to the juvenile center by about 1130 or 1145. And he's there being interrogated. They don't call my family until 3 a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. From 1145 or 12 o'clock, they interrogated my 15-year-old brother as to this, this guy who he had just met this night. And my brother, unfortunately, my little brother's, you know, young kid doesn't really know how to deal with the police. Thought he was gonna outsmart the cops, and I, you know, I, I don't know what's my what my little brother was thinking. I told him next time he saw him I'm not gonna talk to the police without my parents here, yeah, or whatever. Oh boy. But they proceeded to interrogate him essentially and hold him in a holding cell until 3 a.m., which they called my parents. Turns out my brother has borderline psychosis, and this triggered this triggered massive paranoia and hysteria. He constantly thinks that the cops are out trying to get him, that they're they're. Uh, that the people in our apartment complex are
0: oh my undercover
5: cops and they're listening that the microphone on my computer is recording him.
0: He wow. tells me he
5: tells me to turn to, to turn off my computer because he doesn't want the microphone. He steals my phone because he thinks that he's got to do something with my phone, break it, because he thinks that they're listening through my phone.
0: Oh my goodness. He's when did this all happen? When did this all go? Insane. I'm sorry. When did, when did this all go down with your brother the, in the guy's house? When did that happen?
5: This happened last Saturday.
0: I want to bring you back. Uh, Keep this discussion going here because that's, wow. Uh, 800-259-9231. Bring up whatever you want. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features are free, live streams included, broadband, dial-up, webcam, all over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Uh, so we continue here with Nick, who is telling us about his little brother. You, you're in your 20s, your brother is 15. He had moved in with you, gotten tied up, or I guess mixed up with some, uh, some rough and tumble, uh, kid, or some, somebody in his early 20s who was, I guess, out on parole. The cops came out while they were hanging out together. Uh, There was ended up ended up being kind of a standoff that your brother ended up leaving the home, was interrogated by the police as a result of his association with this individual. And you say all of this happened within the last week. And now after the police interrogation, who knows what they did to him in there? You say that he's gone off the deep end and is paranoid and believes that the police are tapping phone lines and uh, and spying on him and things like that. Correct. So are you asking what, uh, you know, for advice as to what <laughs> what can be done here?
5: Oh, well, I mean, I know, you know, I've listened to the show for quite a while and people often call in and tell some interesting, crazy stories. So I thought I'd say one, but I do know that my mom has considered, you know, getting a lawyer and seeing what, what possibly she could do. Cause she felt it was excessive. And I mean, my, my first thought is that she won't wear if she decides to try and do that, um, she could try and i told her that you know it maybe bring some attention to it but I, I mean i really don't think that it's going to considering that they had a you know a specific suspect that they were pursuing and and that kind of thing i just feel that what they did to him was excessive and you know obviously he had some sort of mental thing going to begin with
0: so did they charge him with anything
5: be, uh they charged him with obstruction of justice
0: <laughs> for, is, for not guess, obeying you know, their orders to leave the house when they i see
1: Right. You know, this is... <laughs> How the poor kid them? was scared. You know, sure, that's the reason is. he didn't didn't leave, and there was social pressure on him and all that stuff, and so what they're trying to do is make an example of him to create a situation where social pressure is greater that you're going to follow the police immediately, so they're, you know, sort of moving us down the, the road to police state them um, you yeah, know, but with, they've, with this kind of thing.
0: But they've unwittingly uh, created paranoia, or he's created paranoia as a result of what they've done to him in his own mind, and they, he believes they're out to get him now, and if they actually actually are out to get you, then paranoia can he's be, got a pretty, some evidence. You know, be a pretty useful thing to have. But I don't know if they're going to be tapping the phone of somebody who has just happened to be in the house of a criminal that they were looking for. I think that he's, I think he really is uh, off the deep end on this particular I mean, issue. That's
5: definitely the rationale we're trying to impart on him. But he, I mean, it's severe. I've, I mean, I've I've seen things and I've never seen someone act the way my little brother's acting. And it's, 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 a, it's a little unnerving, and I would say ultimately kind of frightening. And I feel really sorry for him that he's in this constant state of, you know, just—I mean, straight up severe paranoia. He—he—he he, he can't be—he can't be comfortable at any moment. He, he can't even have a conversation anymore. He may I need even...
0: some help. I don't know uh, where We've to already, point...
5: it's already on. It's, it's already beginning. I mean, yeah. You know, so that's it's, bad. Just, it's just un- unfortunate that they don't take any any regard in the fact that you know you have a young mind oh, yeah. that they don't
0: care they don't care who they damage they've got their job to do and they're going to go ahead and do it no matter who gets hurt i thank you for the call i wish you good luck uh, i'm sorry to hear about that that's an awful story
4: <laughs> that is a sad story
0: and uh, they just they don't have any regard for uh, the people that they victimize and the people that they that they frighten and they are a frightening group of people so well, they
1: certainly are frightening and and i can see their motivation uh you know in in what they're doing however it's damaging and that's that's, it, that, you know, people have to be held responsible for the, the hurt that they cause on others.
0: Let's continue with your phone calls uh, and talk to Matt in Texas. Nope, Matt's gone. Let's talk to Prashant in New Jersey. Prashant, you're on Hello. Free Talk Live.
10: Hi. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about uh, the separation of state and science.
0: You can do that. But first, Julia has uh, asked a question about men right. and their attraction uh, to women. Do men, what, can you rephrase the question, Julia, oh, for those just tuning in? If
4: you're in? friends with a girl, is it, be- or do you automatically pretty much want to have sex with that girl?
10: Uh, okay, uh, well, honestly speaking, uh, it depends upon the two factors. If the girl is good-looking enough and she's much better, good, you know, m- uh, much good-looking than what she's, fr- you know, uh how good of a friend she is, then yes. Otherwise, uh, you know, if she's very good friend, guys would just, you know, ignore the sex part and just let it go. But the answer in almost all the cases is yes.
0: Interesting. All Thank right, you, go, ahead. go ahead with your thoughts, Prashant.
10: Uh, okay. Uh, well, uh, I want to talk about uh, the separation of state and science. Okay. I mean, as you may know, that we, in our Constitution, we have the separation of state and church, that the religious belief of the, the various different religious belief should not interfere, or uh, state must not use the religious belief to uh, enforce one specific religion.
0: Is that actually but, in the constitution? I don't uh, know. If-
10: I'm I'm just talking about the First Amendment. Okay, so freedom of religion, yeah. There's no law regarding the establishment of a specific religion.
0: Yeah, okay, okay, good point.
10: Okay, and uh, the the problem is that that means that, uh, you know, the, the Judeo-Muslim um, minority of America cannot come and, you know, ban pork from America just because their religion says that it cannot be done or something mm-hmm. like that. But it does not mean that... The scientists can come in. I mean, uh, and they cannot have the same thing banned. They can have the pork banned if some scientists come out and prove that uh, pork is bad for your health and it causes cancer.
1: We're getting close so to the that. The thing
10: is, yeah, it didn't exist. It can be equally done through a religion, and it is equally done in America in the name of science.
0: So what uh, you're saying is, in the name of science, they are uh, offending other people's religions, like these, uh, these. This couple and their 13-year-old son exactly, that has been forced it's, it's into the- a chemotherapy treatment that they have a religious objection to. You're saying their si- the almighty science is now overriding people's religious beliefs. And no, it's being not f-
10: religion. It's about the uh, liberties, people's liberties. I mean, the reason why drugs are banned, I mean, marijuana and all these things are banned, because the scientists say that these things can cause harm, and the government thinks that they can use this scientific opinion to uh you know curb the liberties of the people
1: well, I think that uh, probably the the reason marijuana's banned, uh, marijuana specifically is banned, that they probably can find some things wrong with it, but it seems though as though real scientists uh, you know in the last few decades have been finding better and better things about marijuana. But I understand the direction you're coming with uh, with on this. And and I think it's it's largely true that people should be able to free, um, be free to do what they want, but uh um, Prashant this brings up another question. Let's uh, uh-huh. let's use the trans fat situation um that I was talking right. with uh, I believe it was Matt about. Um So I don't think that we should ban trans fat from restaurant foods like they're doing in New York City simply because there's been a certain amount of scientific research that says up to this point that trans fats are bad. Um, And previously they were good when they were called margarine. Now they're called trans fat. Mm -hmm. Um, So what... I guess the next question, the next step in that logical um, scenario is people that would say that uh, trans fats are bad would say that they're sort of poisoning um, the the public. So the next question is how much arsenic is okay in your hamburger?
10: (laughs) Well, uh, that is true. But then uh, the the only thing you can be concerned about is whether you are well informed about the arsenic content of your hamburger if they do not inform you correctly that this is the amount of arsenic in your in your uh, sandwich then yes that that does sound like a you know a fraud something scenario. to be worried about well but said prashant I,
0: I appreciate hearing from you tonight thank you for the call more on the way you take control this is free talk live
1: hey podcast listeners I've been working with a couple of advertisers who have concerns about the ages of our podcast listenership. Generally, the younger the person, the more likely they are to fill out a survey. We need to counteract this trend. Please, take a moment to go to survey.freetalklive.com and let us know your age and sex. That's survey.freetalklive.com, especially if
0: you're over 25. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates. Dot freetalklive.com. If you want liberty in your lifetime, don't miss the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's happening June 25th through the 28th in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. You can join hundreds of liberty-loving people for a weekend of freedom and fun. Register today at porkfest.com. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T. That's porkfest.com. The question on the table this hour, uh, Julia threw it out there at the beginning of the hour, and that is, what uh, if you are a man... What reason are you friends with women? Uh, is it true that men are only friends with women for the purposes of hopefully that eventually they'll get a chance to have sex with that woman? Is that Did I uh, recount that correctly?
4: Kind of, yeah. I mean, if you're friends with a, a reasonably attractive lady, are you... So fra- it's only for attra- well, attractive women? I I feel like most guys say if she's attractive is, is what they say. If they have a hideous troll of a friend that's a chick, they don't want to have sex with her. So I mean, I'm not talking super hot, but just okay to reasonably attractive that region. If you are friends with a girl as a guy, do you pretty much always wanna have sex with her even if even if it's not brought up and you know that you'll never get the chance?
0: Well, you don't know if you'll never get the chance. See, that's why they hang around is because I, I, well, there's not, a chance that there might be a chance. I do think that's
4: the only reason they hang around, though.
0: Well, see,
1: the, 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 it's, it's in this arena that we're talking about. As long as we understand that sex is an interplay in the relationship, then I'm willing to, to move, uh, you know, I'm willing to, to flesh it out a little more. Uh, but you have to understand it's a dynamic there, and, and likely uh, the the guy friend wants to have sex with the female friend. Now, um, then, then you move on to... Well yeah it's uh, for instance I, I gave this uh, I gave this example during the break Julia I would think it would be great to have sex with you however the problem is is that my you know my uh, associate here my my partner if not my friend um is you know in a relationship with you so that could throw that uh, you know head over tea kettle you have um, a wife, I have kid. I have a wife and a child and like so there's all kinds of constraints so you know in this fantasy world yes in the real world no um and that's you know that that's the reality of the circumstance and everybody's got their constraints and so some guy may say well i like her as a friend and i don't want to lose that friendship so i'm not going to make a move but if the move were offered then he likely would take it so there's this you know it's that's the dynamic that goes on
0: so okay here's the question you have to ask yourself then julia if you aren't sure as to whether or not your guy friends who i i know many of them and they're great guys Uh, from what I can tell, at least. They want to have sex with your girlfriend. That's okay. (laughs) I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Uh, but I guess what you have to ask yourself is if you were less physically attractive than you are, would those same gentlemen still be friends with you? Like you could say that, hey, we've got these great relationships. They're cool guys. I like hanging out with guys and I want to believe that they're hanging out with me because we've got a great personality. I'm friendly. I'm cool to hang out with. All that's true about you. But you're also physically attractive. Maybe not all guys would say that, because everybody has different perspectives. Some guys like them big, you know Some guys like uh, their girls uh, with b- girls got back. you know what I mean? Uh, so so the, these gents that are uh, essentially hanging around you and uh, enjoying their time with you, would they be doing that if you were 250 pounds instead of you know what you weigh?
4: I don't know.
0: That's the ultimate question, isn't it, don't you think Mark? I mean wouldn't that be the uh, you know kind of the deciding factor as to whether or not it's all about their like chance of at having wouldn't, sex with her some
4: of them wouldn't
0: okay well I,
1: I think that that's that's what it comes I think they all would um and they I all th- would be friends with her if she were no, they all would have sex with her given the opportunity um right. and I just believe that to be so, oh, I believe that to be so too, and you know beyond that i I think that their friendship <laughs> is genuine
0: they're not hanging out for no reason at all No, it's not just sex, right? I mean, it's not it's not a friendship based solely on sex. There is more to it for sure, but would the friendship exist in the first place if you weren't of that uh, level well, of attractiveness?
1: The thing is is, you know, phys- the physicality goes into every
0: relationship. Yeah. Uh,
1: even, you know, male-male relationships, I think it's it's a small factor. Uh, you know, certainly ha- I I don't you think, it's think it's of
0: Oh, Between males, it's a small right. factor. Uh, well,
1: okay. you know, people that that uh, would would never have sex with each other, that physicality is still an issue to some extent. You know, so I don't, I I just don't think it's that big of a deal or anything to worry about. That's what I think. I think I don't here's think the she issue. should Worry about oh, it. Oh, I'm well, not
4: worried about it at all. I don't care. I, we just had this debate at work the other day, and it's on my mind, so I just want people to call in. And we do have
1: no, more answers here. Um, I, I think that the probably the biggest factor that one needs to think about uh, as far as guy friends is the long-term effects, because each one of those guy friends, um, especially when they find out, oh. Julia's not going to have sex with me, or, you know, insert girl's name here. Uh, there's going to find some girlfriend sometime, and then... No longer hang out. You've got the jealousy factor um, on top of the in inter- a relationship. The, the new girlfriend would be jealous of Julia. Sure. Well, I, I have... Hold on, you're what? You're going over to whose house and yeah. doing what?
4: I don't know, because two of my guy friends, two of the guy friends that I have in question have girlfriends, and they still come over here often, and I, they bring their girlfriends sometimes, and... I know their girlfriends and like we're on good terms and and I think that maybe in the beginning there may have been some jealousy. I have one friend in particular that I'm thinking of and um, actually when <laughs> Ian went to jail for the couch thing, he was over here every night just hanging out with me, having a good time. And his girlfriend was super jealous, but now mm. by now it's been a long time and I think she realizes that you know I'm not this guy's type and we're really just friends. We get along great.
0: Or there's um, nothing he can uh, she can do about it. Let's go to your calls. Matt is on the line in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line. Hello, Matt. Hi, guys. Hey, what's Hi, on Julia. your mind?
11: Hello. Uh, I thought I'd try to answer Julia's question. Um, Mark's pretty much covered all the bases that I was <laughs> going to try to cover. Um, there is a lot, um, uh, you know, to consider when um, when you're in any kind of relationship with another person, both, uh, male and females are definitely probably more complicated. Guys can uh be friends with girls without thinking about sex if they're gay. Oh. So, <laughs> they're purely gay and they're just interested in guys.
0: I'm uh, very wait, know, interested Wait, 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 wait. Are we talking about attractive women here, Matt, because aren't guy? couldn't it be possible that guys are uh, you know, are friends with unattractive women or are they just attracted to unattractive women?
11: You know, I've um been married twice, and um, my my wives were both attractive when I got married, and when I got divorced, they weren't so attractive, but I was still attracted to them hmm. because I'd you know known them for so long. So for me personally, I really have gotten beyond the whole looks thing uh, sure. other than the other than the mouth dropping tongue hanging out factor. Uh, when a really good-looking woman walks by, um, I would uh, prefer to have a friend to have sex with. I would prefer Mm. to have somebody that I'm having sex with also be a friend, also be somebody I could confide in, um, rather than somebody who just comes in and has sex with me and leaves. I know a lot of guys prefer that. I don't. Yeah. Um, so it, it comes down to an individual thing. it it's it, This actually ties into the whole collectivist uh, individual debate, because you've taken a, a whole group of people named women and put them into one collective, and, and they think this way, and then you've taken a whole other group of people called men and put them in a collective, and they think a different way. Yeah, it's now, not fair. Basically that's true. However, right. Everybody is an individual and and everybody's going to have so I, you know I wouldn't doubt that all of uh the guys that Julia hangs out with it wouldn't surprise me one bit that they all want to have sex with her, but it's not to the point where they're pursuing it.
0: Sure. Well, uh, pursuing it would be a little bit more of a difficult road uh, that may result in uh, certain roadblocks being put up. But if they can just hang around right. the you know, the fringes uh, and hope that they can, uh, you know, if she leaves me for whatever reason, pick her off at that point, uh, that may be what they, they have in mind. That's Whether a long it's, investment. Yep. Well, hey, you know, they got nothing better yeah. to do, right? Thanks for the call. And I appreciate hearing from you, man. 800-259-9231. More on the way if you've got an answer for Julia. Get on the line. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it right now to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy the show and you want to help support FreeTalk Live, become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. Uh, you can join the AMP program. We take that money in. We reinvest it into the show. Get on more radio stations around the country. Bring more internet listeners on board worldwide. Expose new people to the ideas of freedom. You get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines and more. Get all the details over at AMP dot freetalklive.com and get signed up. That's amp dot com Julia's question this hour is about men and where their friendships with women. Uh, do men get into relationships, uh, friendship relationships with women for the purposes of eventually hoping to have a chance at having sex with her? Uh, the conversation started out by focusing more on men that are uh, befriending attractive women uh, because, well, Julia, you are an attractive lady, and uh, the, the, certainly the the young men that. Are hanging around you are also the younger set, and so they tend to be a little bit more interested in the attractiveness factor. I think that uh, that as you get older, uh, you start to understand that. Well, I guess you, you lower your standards, right, Mark? Uh, essentially, and and there's nothing wrong with that. And in fact, as Matt was pointing out from Illinois. Uh, because I was sort of focusing on, well, would, if you weren't attractive, would these same men still be friends with you? And I still think that's a legitimate question. But as Matt was pointing out, he would be friends with an unattractive woman because uh, woman, because he would like to have sex with a friend. He likes the idea of having a friend that he can also have sex with. So apparently when he says that if they, aren't, if they don't want to have sex with you, they're gay, For if they're hanging out with you and they don't want to have sex with you, they must be gay. So basically saying it's across the board. Men that are hanging out with uh, women friends are doing it at some level because they are willing to have sex with, uh, with that person. Did I sum that up? Sounds right to me. The chat room uh, adds in here. Slim says, I would say 90% of the time guys are friends because they would like to bang her. Another uh, chatter, Dan, says, if I like a girl enough to be friends with her, then I would want to bang her. So across the board, so far, the calls have been all basically, yes, Julia. The answer is yes. So any thoughts?
4: Um, that's pretty much the response I get from most people. But occasionally I'll get a guy who says, nope, I got ugly friends. I want nothing to do with that. And uh, my friends say that that person's just a liar.
0: Maybe he yeah. is. Maybe he is. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's get back to the ten tips to woo your lady love. This story from t- indiatimes.com. dot uh, Yes, it's, it's a, a funny article nonetheless. It is very interesting. I think there's some good advice uh, in here, but
4: mm, I'm so. honestly not the really the best person to be asking these whether or not these are good tips or not. Sure, you are. I you're a female. Been, I'm a female, but I haven't been single in eight years.
0: I don't think that that's an issue at all. Um, you can imagine well, these are yourself, all
4: about new relationships. Well, you can
0: imagine yourself being wooed. You can imagine what you might like and, and what you you're, might not.
1: I, you know, you, at least, if not throughout the day, at least throughout the week, you find things that uh, d- different guys at work or wherever you meet them do that's attractive. So you can, you know, you, you're attracted to guys throughout that time. And so you can you can decide what is attractive and what's not about somebody who might be dating. And, you know, it's, it's relatively easy, even though I've been married for several years that doesn't mean i can't think about
0: what would work or what wouldn't uh, first date all right so here we go Uh, so the next tip is don't ease the tension once you've made your subtle yet cheeky moves she may say things like i like you or you're funny (laughs) many guys drop the ball here and say i like you too well, that diffuses all the tension. Instead, up the tension further. Ask her if she's flattering you, just so you'll go home with her. Be cocky. <laughs> A good rule of thumb is to say all the stuff that women typically tell men. Uh, Any thoughts? Uh, you guys
1: are speechless. I, I, I don't. Uh, yeah. I, I think that uh, I think that there's some value in that. Yeah. Um, I don't know that.
4: <laughs> Being cocky, I would not. I think there's a difference between being confident and kind of joking in a confident way and being cocky. Cocky's a line I don't really. If you're cocky, I even if I wanted to have sex with you, probably would deny having sex with you just because it would feel so good for me to throw it in your cocky face that I'm yeah. not going to.
0: We, we can say cocky on the radio, but that's uh, we can't say about uh, right. So the um, what well, you might block. You could C block them, I suppose. And the, um, you would get satisfaction. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Julia? I
4: would. Gotcha.
1: So I uh, in this instance I, I you know, have, being a what what one might call a cocky guy, um, they I, I have found that it's Likely uh, can be a hindrance and it can be helpful at times. And it depends on the girl, you know, right? It, depends on the every one of these uh, situations is all yeah. about depends. Yes. So I just totally uh, does. You know, <laughs> I can tell stories and uh, you know
0: of where it's uh, worked and where it hasn't, and that's just the way it is. We've you got gotta be more. who you are. Let's do more teaser. Teasing a woman is the right way. The right way demonstrates confidence and humor. For instance, if she's walking behind you as you enter a restaurant, turn around, look at her sternly, and say, "Stop following and staring at me." Then mock about why women are always in a hurry to tear off your clothes before even knowing you. Interpret anything she does as if she's hitting on you.
4: Um, I so, don't know about these tips are very silly.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so, the you,
4: way they word them is humorous, and the suggestions of things that funny. they they want you to say. Maybe it's just me and my I how i talk to to my friends and stuff but that if some work. guy said these things to me i would just were, laugh at if
0: you were going out for <laughs> coffee with a guy and he turned around and said, said that Stop as you were walking staring in. at me well <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay.
1: i think that you can toss it in once but if you do it too often it's just laughable yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know i don't know i think that there's there's uh, there's there's times to be you know funny and cocky at the same time and times not to i, I this just next
0: one i think no one will be able to disagree with I think this one is spot-on good advice. If you're late, use one. the excuse that you were waylaid by a busload of cheerleaders? Nope, nope. Learn how to be a great kisser. Women can tell... What does this mean? Eat. Listen, listen to the description. I think this is a good description. Women can tell from the way a man kisses how he will be in bed. Here's a tip. Don't be like most guys who kiss while they're scheming to get to the main destination, that is, sex. For a good kisser, the kiss is the destination itself. He kisses as if he wants to enjoy every moment of it. Women can tell the difference.
4: That's very important. I'd say kissing is super important.
1: I I say kissing is a a personal preference. Um, that there's women that are good kissers and women that are bad kissers. Um, in my opinion, however, somebody else would find them to be good kissers. It, like it's just it's an opinion issue as to how
0: someone kisses. You know. Yeah, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. You got lost in the title, Mark. Learn how to be a great kisser. Be present in the moment while kissing. Right. It's doting on her and not trying to, you know, jump right to the sex. Right. To uh, to give her attention outside of just, you know, the ram and bang and be, be done with it.
4: The ram and bang.
0: Well, um, I think that, uh, yes, I understand where you're
1: coming from on that one. And my opinion on that is is that you have to do these things properly or you're not going to get it again. And that includes kissing and right. um, all kinds of foreplay. And so you know so that's um,
0: good advice fake it till you make it on that issue so that's good advice right
4: i'd say that's the best one on the list
0: i agree no, all right here you go here's a couple more do the push pull open the door for her but complain that she was through it ah! but complain <laughs> that she walks slower than her than your granny <laughs> <seeing> her. <laughs> <laughs> This is gonna get a guy slapped eventually. this guy
1: just talks too much. No, you could do it once. <laughs> Feed
0: well, her. You're, you're just what are you poking around there Feed for? Feed her at a restaurant, but roll your eyes and mutter about how she's a baby.
4: Ew, wow, ew, if some guy ever tried to feed me, I'd punch him in the mouth. While ew. walking
0: on the street, have, <laughs> That's her, terrible advice. have her walk on the inside to protect her from traffic, but tease her about how she's delicate. If you can tease uh, her and still treat her like a lady, chances are before long she will be Latu over you. That's well, obviously an Indian word I don't know. I, I, I have I, 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 head over so, so heels much of perhaps. this
1: I don't understand. Um, <laughs> it is good advice to be funny. Um, funny is uh, that way that guys manage to... You know, disarm women, and and that's it's great advice. It's the most important thing you can do. But if you're trying to be funny, that usually falls on its face. Doesn't well, it? you can. What, what does trying to be funny mean? I mean, I,
4: and don't feed your lady, especially if if you're new weird. in the relationship. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> and if some guy ever held a spoon to my mouth, especially on a first date or an early date, it would be like, uh, okay.
0: Have <laughs> the final Find one is odd. have a life. Women don't like men who follow them like Mary's little lamb. Uh-huh. Women, especially, didn't I say that already. Women, especially quality women, want a man who is on his path, following his passions, have a busy life with interacting activities, or interesting activities, rather, that bring a smile to your face, and it will automatically attract people, including women, to you. Don't chase women, attract them, and I agree with that completely. I do, too. I am with you you have to be attractive um however you also have to advertise
1: yourself and uh you have to be willing to step forward women are less likely to um you know step up to the, to you so you have to be sort of it's it's that push pull situation mm-hmm. you have to be uh pulling with your attractiveness and pushing at the same time to uh you know be successful. I can't say I'm a
0: relationship expert or anything like that. I can say you're not. But I'm an expert on me and what has worked for me and, uh, and I decided that I wanted to focus on myself and improving my lot in life and, and where I, I was at and I figured that eventually I'd bump into some interesting ladies and indeed one bumped into me.
1: There's good advice for you young men. So uh, Ian who had sex at 23 yep. he says there you go. work <laughs> on yourself hey, I'm talking about
0: relationships not <laughs> sex right? More on the way uh, tomorrow night. Join yep. us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com